Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, friends. Sorry about that. I had trouble getting in. Passwords and all this kind of stuff, and all of a sudden they wanted passwords, and I haven't used them for a long time, so... Um, yeah, I had trouble. Anyway, hey, thanks for coming. How are you? Hope everybody's in good health and doing well. And, and uh, yeah, what's time? So Cheyenne's on and there's a few guests on. How are you doing? just been listening to, um, personally, some things that I've been doing, listening to um, some videos on um, this woman. I'm going to see if I can backtrack here. name's called Cookie. I'm going to see if I can backtrack and find a link. I've got a lot of pages up here. And uh, I've been finding you're really interesting, even though some might not want to get into the birth certificate and stuff like that. Um, I think it's pretty interesting because we're kind of enslaved with those, um, those caps and we're enslaved with the social insurance number and all that kind of crap, eh? If I can find the links here, I'll send it to you where you can look it, look it up and check it out yourself. Um, this one here video that I have on how to exit the matrix, part one, you know, how to get out of it, because this is the thing, like, we're entrapped, basically, in their system. You know, um, since we were born, you know, we've been um, engraved, basically, uh, with the birth certificate and social insurance and all that kind of stuff, so we're stuck in their system. And... um, you know, what I'm beginning to believe is if, if we want to get control of it, get out of it or get control of it, uh, we're going to have to figure out, you know, how how to do that. And um, this one woman that I've been listening to, I think, is just a bomb. And uh, also this one's here by a judge. I can't remember his name. This is a pretty heavy-duty YouTube video. (laughs) I got friends shooting off in the 
background here. Somebody's shooting something, either partridge, food, some shotguns going off if you hear them. Anyway. I'm going to post. Link. Um, This one's how to get out of the matrix, part one. Okay, I'm going to post that right now. Hi, Roddy. Uh, Logjam was on. He didn't stay long. Hi, guest two, three. Hi, face one. Um, Somebody's got a water plant, Cheyenne. Um, Anyway, I've been listening to these people about uh, our birth certificate. Um, you know, our social insurance and, you know, how we have to correct the record and state that we're no longer, um, we don't want to be in that system anymore. And I'm finding it very interesting um, because to me it totally makes sense, you know. We're in their system, we're filling out their forms, we're doing the things that they want to do and, um, you know, like, uh, we're we're just entrapped in their system. So we've got to kind of use their system basically um, to get ourselves out because, like, as we know in all things, there is a remedy. There is a way to get out. There is a remedy. And um, this YouTube video that I just posted here, I think this woman's really great. You know, it's my opinion. Um, I've learned a lot from her. And, uh, you know, how to, to do the technique on how how to get out of the system, you know, and, and how to uh, correct the record, um, you know, basically, again, filling out certain forms. Here we go again with certain forms or filling out your own forms. But um, there's so much I've got to learn, so I really don't know it all. Um, obviously, I don't have any speaker for this evening, no specific speaker that wants to talk about these types of things, but that's what I've been doing this week, is, is studying about this woman getting out of the matrix. And um, let me see if I can find again. I want to find some information for you. Just give me a second, please. Okay, um, I'm going to put this in chat. This um, this YouTube was by um, Revolution News and Information. And um, I really enjoyed listening to them. They were easy to listen to. Um, you know, it was, it was deep, deep information. But they were, um, you know, easy to understand, you know, for some, for for me. So if they're easy to understand for me, then then uh, they'll be easy to understand for others. But anyway, I'm going to put um, put that in the chat here. Revelation news.
there's the link, Revelation News. And he's the man to go to because um, he's the one that's been setting up all these YouTubes. So if you go to him, um, you can find all these videos on how to exit the matrix. Okay. You know, that's basically um, what some other friends here are talking about. Um, Basically, how to exclude yourself from them, how to, you know, be you know, kind of change your name from, um, you know, the statutory or the CAPS, how to change your name from the CAPS, you know, when you get your birth certificate, get get the the full form, uh, the, the, the long form of your birth certificate, get the long form and then uh, have your name changed into the, the, the regular form, you know, whether it be, um, you know, the, like for my name, for example, would be uh, capital Sonya, S-O-N-Y-A, capital P-A-T-R-S-O-N, you know, or however you want to put it. But you can do a name change also. But the the trick is here is getting it out of out of the CAPS name, you know, capital S-O-N-Y-A, P-A-T-R-S-O-N, getting it out of their uh, their jurisdiction is the way I see it. You know, and and uh, because that's what's in computer, that's what they they have all this information on us is basically um, through the birth certificate. So these are things that I've been studying, and um, I found it very interesting, and to me makes total sense. Um, Roddy, I see you're on. Face when I see you're on. If you want to add to what I'm saying, I'm just. Um, you know, trying to put these bits and pieces together here, but to me, it makes, yeah. it, to me, it makes total sense that this is where they've got us, got us, got us trapped. Roddy, Roddy K here, checking in. Hi, Roddy. Thank you for identifying yourself. Hi. You're hearing this, nice to uh, hear you, my dear. How's the audio? Nice to hear you, Roddy. Nice to chat with you. It's been seems like it's been forever. How's Thanks, my equipment? Roddy. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie. Please, please help I've got, me. Out. I've, got, I've got some machinery here going. I don't know if the uh, system was picking it up. No, I don't hear anything. Okay. I was going to say I was at Wendy's uh, today, <clears throat> and in general, I was thinking about the default. Uh, Face one mentioned that you know there's a default. If if you don't claim yourself or no one claims you, the uh, there's a default guardian. And okay. I was thinking about the system like a Wendy's or some other places. If you don't tell them you don't want ketchup on your burger, they have a schematic, a system already default. You know that they, they default back up on. This is how it's supposed to be made, unless someone claims otherwise. That makes so sense. It, yeah, so it's a good system. And uh, from my paperwork, I could go in right now and claim anything that I create. Because a lot of people create stuff and they don't claim it, and uh, they allow other people uh, rights to use it until they probably come forth and claim it, you know? Like, uh, yeah. you'll see that in any copyright or music battles or, or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense, and that's exactly what they're doing with our name. You know, they're they're using our name and doing whatever they want with it. 
Yeah, they're probably investing in this stuff and, and making a you know, I don't know how to say I don't know who's making a lot of money, if, if at all. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's there for a reason, you know, so, so that we can be taken care of because we are a valuable commodity. It's an event that's created, so someone's got to, you know, have funds to take care of us and, until we claim our, our ourselves, take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it only makes sense, doesn't it, Roddy, that um, we get our a driver's license, our social insurance, uh, taxes, property taxes for a home. Everything that we get from the government is in capitals. You know, everything's capitals. So you wonder why everything's capitals. Like, you know, we weren't even trained in school when we went to school to write everything in capitals. So why the heck does the government put everything in capitals? Well, there's a reason for it. They got a reason for it. So but they, they don't teach us that in school, right? They they don't teach us what the heck is all these capitals about. So well, it's just you, a computer program. Oh, that, <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. Right? Because they don't know. Yeah. No, some don't know, but we know that... you got to keep it a secret, yeah. I mean, you, in, in this system, you know, you got to keep some things kind of discreet. But uh, I was looking at... Uh, phase one uh, brought it to my attention on paperwork that I was sent recently, communications or correspondence, as they call it, on the letters, the envelopes. Underneath the uh, state, it said USA, because I was living, apparently, in the USA this whole time. Because, you know, that's the default, I guess. But the documents I'm getting back now came back, weren't in all caps, and no USA was mentioned on the uh, on the document, or the envelope. Hmm. So it's, pre- it's pretty neat to see that. It, I was always I was always inquiring, why, why does it always come back in all capitalization? And now uh, I think the evidence pretty much shows why, because we've been living in the as a uh, citizen of the United States for, you know, our entire lives here, here in the, you know, just south of you. Well, Roddy, that's not only in the United States, is it, is it? You know, it's all over the world. Grab the other line, I'll be right back. Sorry, I just had to grab another uh, caller. Everybody still there? You Roddy, you there? Yeah, I was sitting here wondering in the meantime while you're you were busy. Oh, if a, somebody. If a uh, yeah, if, every once in a while I get a call going through and and um, 
I've got to respect this phone because it's not just me that uses it. You know, so it's kind of community phones. So sorry well, about that. I but, was wondering that while you were busy if Aquila was on the chat board begging for <laughs> Carl. Oh, I miss Carl. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hi, Aquila. And sorry about that. Is she that. on, really? I tried, I tried to tell people, <laughs> boy, I'm telling me, I'm going to make some changes and, uh, you know, everybody's going to learn eventually. Friday nights are just out of limits. Um, anyway, um, sorry about that. I, I'm really sorry, Roddy. And uh, so, Carlos, on. So, Roddy, you're, you're, you can see chat, can you? No, I was just imagining Aquila doing her normal routine on there. I wish Carl was here. She's always wishing for Carl. Oh, okay. Anybody heard from Carl or heard about Carl? What's happening down that road? Yes, I ended up speaking with him the other day. Hi, Cheyenne. And he's doing good. Frank's doing good. Family's doing good. Puppies are doing good. Cats are doing good. <laughs> great, great. Nice to know they're alive and kicking and doing well. And Yeah, okay, that's good. Okay, as long as everybody knows they're doing well, we don't have to know all the business. Um, Correct. Good, as long as we know they're okay and kicking. That's nice, Cheyenne, just to hear that you've, you've spoken with him. That's super. So, yeah, Andy. Yeah. Oh, friends, please, please spread the news about this talk shoe and meeting room because um i i think it may be a good idea you know for us to post if there's a talk show on there anybody can go into this talk shoe and meeting room on skype and um you know if somebody's got a talk show one night or they want to strike up a talk show um you know throw it into that room and let's add other people to it and stuff that way i'm so sick and tired of posting talk shows in about 15, 20 rooms. Each night I've got to spend almost 45 minutes post and post and repost and post and post into Kamala 1, Kamala 2, notices and whatever room, um, you know, whatever. All these rooms I've got to post my talk show into many, many different rooms. And I thought if we can get everybody into looking into one room and um, thinking, okay, post post your shows into this one room, and uh, everybody get looking into this one room, and uh, you know, um, hopefully, you know, if everybody gets the shows into this room uh, each night, we'll know, or every week, we'll know what shows going on. If we want, you know, say. On a Friday or Saturday night, we want to think, ah, what's on tonight, I wonder. So we'll go to the the talk show meeting room. Talk show. Talk show meeting room. It doesn't have to be talk show. It could be YouTube. I don't care. Just put whatever you want in there. But um, put your talk shows in there. And um, then we just go to the talk show and meeting room and think, okay, what's on tonight? And maybe there's nothing there. You'll have to look elsewhere, but um, just put it into one room. I'm so tired of, of posting all over the place in about 10 or 15 rooms. Spend a half an hour, 45 minutes posting them all around. And, you know, I didn't even put any on Facebook tonight. Usually I put them on Facebook also. You know, I've got about 
three different connections on Facebook, Common Law Room, Tactical Sovereignty on Facebook, and Brian Parker, he's wonderful, um, on uh, Tactical Sovereignty. So I um, see if you can encourage everybody to post their, their, their shows on Talk Show, talk show and uh, Meeting Room. I didn't know what else to call it. Somebody's got some better ideas. That's great. I'm cool with that. Right. Too. Okay, Sonia, are you going to end up on a call just for children on Sunday night? I'd love to if if somebody wants to guide it because um, my my heart and gut right now just 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 can't do it. Um, okay. I and then that's down by the fall. Then. Pardon? That's down by the fall. Winter fall. Or if you cannot do at least one per month, two per month. For the children? Yes, deal with children. Yeah, I I just don't know. I don't know, Cheyenne, to be honest with you, if I'm knowledgeable enough. Like, I haven't got my own children back. So this is where I'm thinking, well, if I haven't even got my own back, how can I be knowledgeable not to run a show? You know what I mean? Um, but I want to. Um, but I, I guess it doesn't matter whether we're knowledgeable enough or not. The point is putting our heads together. Correct. And, and getting some ideas together. and um, Because, yeah, I, I just, I guess I'm so downhearted myself at this moment. But, um, I don't know, I just... I I can't do a, uh, a call on that. Uh, that's not my, uh, that's not my thing. That's your thing. So I was just basically trying to get you to do, as we spoke earlier, on a call, uh, to do a call and just keep it that one certain night and just for kids to get the kids back home with their mom and dad. Oh, well, thanks, Cheyenne. Thank you. I I guess I'm still not confident enough and... And And hopefully we can get people in there that have done um, different avenues, different uh, notices, different things. uh, And... One thing can help the other, vice versa. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) No, I hear you. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, Carl's techniques, actually, I've still got this um, DVD sitting on my desk here. Carl Lentz, John and Jesse get their babies back from New Brunswick. Um, You know, that that was just wonderful, powerful, um, how they did that. But, you know... <laughs> to re- figure out the steps and to get the power, to get the power down to do it, um, and the confidence—that's the confidence because people are so afraid, um, you know, of, of of losing. I think that's the biggest thing. People are so afraid of losing is what scares them the most, so they don't even try and step out. I think that's the biggest problem. But uh, with Carl's techniques, uh, you know, with 
his confidence and and power like uh, just gotta love him eh? um you know all we can do is hope that uh, Carl comes back with a vengeance and uh, gives us the strength you know that we need again uh, to keep on going with it because you get a little little bit of the pie you get a little bit of the pie and then um then then you lose it and you think okay my god you know uh where's the rest of that pie coming from um, yeah, Miss Carl so much, we all do. Especially Aquila. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, Sunday evenings is hard for me, too. Um, since I'm working in the summer, I, I'm done in about a month. I'm just wiped. Uh, first of S- September, I'm done work. I may be in the process of moving. I think I may. Uh, I'm still working on my grandchildren that were taken from the Children's Aid Society, and uh, my daughter and I may have a place at the end of this month. So um, we may. I may have a problem trying to get hooked up to internet and the talk shows and stuff like this. I don't even know if this place that I wish to be getting has got internet, uh, phone access, whatever. Maybe in the process of moving, I've been working on that for a long time because we've been working on moving and getting a place to get our babies back. That's been our goal, and just to get a place is is we live in a small town, and it's very hard to get an affordable place. We don't have a lot of money. Uh, We're making basically minimum wage, I guess if you want to call it that. And uh, so in order to get our babies back, um, first, we got to get a, a decent place. So we're working on that. So I might have something lined up. And uh, so that might put me off the show uh, come the 1st of August, if it works out. But anyway, I'm not going to go too much further on that because I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I'll let you know shortly. I'll, I'll know within a week whether I'm, I'm moving or not. So if I'm moving, the show, my show, you know, it might be down for a week, so somebody might have to take it on. Uh, you know, Roddy or Colin or Aaron or Cheyenne or whoever wants to scoop it on. Because I don't know, like the place that I'm moving into, it's it's not a big place. It's not an expensive place. So I don't even know what the Internet and all that kind of stuff. So I've got to figure that kind of crap out. So anyway, we'll see what happens by next week. But I'll definitely let my friends know, you know, what's happening. But uh, yeah, one one step at a time, eh? That's all we can do. But anyway, Cheyenne, yeah, thank you, my friend, my darling, my sister, for for um, um, putting that into my heart, you know, about these children's shows and stuff like that, because that is important to me. And, um, yeah, it is important to me. It's, it's right now my heart is not strong. My heart is weak. My heart is sad. Um, my heart's hurting, and, and I don't think that I, I would be much of a benefit. But if you can find someone that, um, you know, can build us up and someone that's strong in that area, yeah, um, I'd love to We could take another show on. But right now, for this last month that I'm working, I'm white. But, um, you know, after September the 1st, I don't think I'm going to be working as much. So, uh, yeah, I can... Um, you know, be more powerful and stronger um, and 
to stay awake longer because <laughs> I'm up at five. You know, now it's five o'clock in the morning. So um, thank you, Cheyenne, for that encouragement. Though you've really uh, um, built my heart. You know, just just by encouraging me to uh, get these shows going for the children because we've got to be strong for them because. Um, they can't do it. They can't do it because they don't know what the hell's going on in this system. Anyway, my friend, thank you. So anyway, who's all on here? Face one, Roddy. Hey, you guys, you got something to talk about? About uh, I'm interested in learning more about this uh, um, setting the record. You know, um, um, getting the record straight with your status. You know, the birth certificate and all that kind of stuff. Like, um, you guys got anything to say on that? Are you even on the air? Roddy K checking in. Uh, face one, 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 one. Uh, I don't know. He's He's been kind of quiet lately. I don't know if it's him even on the uh, the call. Okay, well, okay. It'd be a we'll miracle to hear his voice. We'll keep an eye out for imposters. Well, no, because we we know Face One One One's voice. So anyway, if, if uh, we will know. All right, go ahead, Roddy. Sorry, my darling. I sent I sent him a message this morning. I was listening to uh, uh, Angela's call last night. I got to thinking about how many how many people run. They hear a lot of videos and all this stuff, but that guy last night and his woman friend was talking about launching a new website. You know, for all the information. I'm like, how many how many websites and calls? Are people expected to view before they just figure it out, you know, or do something, take action? Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, Orlando Steve, I, I don't know him personally, but you listen to Carl and others, it only takes a, some studying, some patience, and, you know, just maybe a few hundred dollars of your time, and, and you can uh, you can accomplish a lot. And how much is uh, freedom worth, you know? Hey, Rodney. How was that call last night? I ended up uh, falling asleep. Angela's uh, call. It was KW. Well, my opinion, it was Ken Dose, Ken KW Dose. Uh, it was okay in my opinion, but it was more hostile. The guy was all over the place. Well, I think that's why I ended up hanging up. I went to bed. Well, that was probably um, the first hour of the call. Yeah, I listened to the replay. Uh, like an hour and 19 minutes is when I hung up, then I listened to the rest of it this morning. And, again, your opinion? Oh, it's it's debatable. It really is. Right right now, my new thinking, it was horrible. But I, I still listen because I do learn from listening mm-hmm. to different, different things. Okay. So you're telling me I need to listen to that call? No, I'm not telling you that. You can do whatever you wish. We all see things differently, you know. But wasn't Ken W. into IRS? Um, I don't remember. It came up briefly, but I don't know what all he was into. Okay. Thank you. I'll mute out.
So, Ronnie, this, this uh, talk show that I've been listening to the last little while, I find this uh, woman, um, you know, especially being a woman, to, to see another woman in this so hot is 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 really cool. You know, that that's inspiring. Like the the men are are wonderful, but for a woman uh, to find another woman into it is uh, is inspiring and encouraging for women. And and this is what the women need too, eh? And this this uh, video that I've been listening to, how to exit the matrix. I I really would encourage women to listen to, as well as men too. She. She is really you. Can, you can feel the confidence in her, um, and 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 the knowledge. And I mean, every anybody can challenge anybody, okay? But uh, as far as the like I say, the the birth certificate and the knowledge of of how we're entrapped with the signatures and birth certificates and the social insurance and all that kind of stuff. You know, this is where. You know, I, I think we have to to open our eyes and take a look at it because you know, you know, th- this is where we're entrapped. You know, like social insurance. You know, you want to get a job, you want to work for someone, you gotta have a social insurance number. Well, for Christ's sakes, you know, why can't you just, you know, what what happened to the old contracts? You know, where you just shake a hand and say, okay, man, I'll I'll work for you for ten weeks for, uh, you know, uh, $100 a week or whatever, and, and that's a deal. But nowadays the government's got to have their hand in it so they can have their portion. And who says we got to pay them for what? So, uh, yeah, this this um, this one that I've been watching, this YouTube, my, my computer's screwed up at the moment. Um, you know, I, I would really encourage uh, my friends to, to watch. And... Uh, has anyone ever seen it, Roddy? Have you, have you watched How to Exit the Matrix? Is that the one you uh, asked uh, Phase One to uh, view the uh, thing recently? I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was one of them. Yes. Yeah, I really want of... him to see it because I think that's what he's into. I don't know. If you jump in there, he, he could talk. Yeah, I re- I really think that this is what he is into, and also you, Roddy. But I, I threw it out to Aaron because I haven't talked to Aaron in a while, so I threw it out to Aaron because I know Aaron's kind of sitting back and doing his own thing, and and working on whatever he's working on. And I, and I won't throw nothing to Aaron. I won't throw anything to anyone, unless I really think it's something that's pertaining to them. Now, if I throw something to you, Roddy, I, I, I think it's something that's pertaining to you. I just don't want to throw junk around. If I throw anything around to you, I really think it's something that's important to you. So I try to remember what's important to friends. And and, and if I think something like Cheyenne, uh, if, if I find something that's important to her, um, I think, oh, geez, Cheyenne, I think, I think you might like this. So I throw it her way. So that's what I do. I just don't throw trash all over the place. I, I really hope to to send information that that is important to you. So if I send something your way, um, you know, trust me that that uh, I'm hoping that it's important to you because I remember 
I remember what your issues are or what you're into. And the same as, like Cheyenne's done for me this evening. Thank you, Cheyenne. Um, Like Cheyenne would say, okay, um, children issue. Okay, so Cheyenne's going to send children issue to me. So that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for is to help each other and, and, and work together. But how to exit the matrix, part one, the, the link that I just put up a little while ago, and I'll put it up again. Ah, oh, man. Um, who, well, when you were born and you get that birth record, it's not a bad thing, but no, who's benefit from it? Who's the only one on your birth record? Who's the only one in this world right now that has the rights or designated to use that? that information. I. And that's social insurance number. Exactly. It's you, right? I. I. Like like yeah. Mike what's Mike Miller would say, I. Small yeah. I with a capital with a big dot. <laughs> yeah. I. We're the only ones that the, but the thing is we haven't claimed it, right, Roddy? We haven't claimed it. The the government's claimed it. So because uh they they so, consider so, us dead. So so you remember Prince and that little symbol that Prince did? Are you familiar with Prince, the one that recently died, the artist? No, I'm not. Well, he he made up a sign, like a little symbolism, and that was his mark. That was his. No one else could use that. Um, when you create something and you come forth as the creator, only you have rights to that. So whoever created that legal name, they they, they have pretty much full rights to it, but yeah. you can use it. They, they allow you to use it. Yeah. Because it was, it, it, was, it was created for you, you know. You authorized it, your parents did. So, uh, the key thing is to uh, come forth as a, as a creator, an artist, and, you know, make, it, make up your own, uh, the one you commonly know by, you know. I know you as Sonia Patterson. I don't know you as Sonia Jean Patterson, but that's on your birth record, or whatever's on your record, you know. So whatever you're commonly known by, you gotta, you know, create it. And on the on the stuff that I see is, uh, you know, you're attached to your birth record. They usually give it a social social insurance number, and that's a good thing because somebody's got to be held liable for this uh, foreign entity and 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 you know, and doing business in the in the state or county or whatever you're in. So it's good to have an insurance policy, such as Social Security, for these United States citizens or Canadian citizens that are doing work. You know, in case they get hurt or retire, they'll have some funding because they don't have rights to the uh, the wealth of the land that belongs to the people. You know, because they're outsiders, they're pirates, they're foreigners. But uh, but yeah, but whatever you create, you're attached to it, and uh, you can get yourself in a position that only you. I believe that's the way it's. It all all the evidence points to is once you create it and come forth as the owner or the creator, then uh, you you can uh, have access to uh, all rights. You know, you don't lose civil rights; you now control them. Uh, I was just going to say we have to be careful. Oh, this is face one. We have to be careful with that word owner because uh, I think all of us here will agree that uh, let's just say in our world, the common world, that God owns everything. <clears throat> so, uh, and Roddy corrected himself in the very next sentence. He said the word control. Uh, we, we can be creators, controllers, executors, 
settlers, but owners is uh, it's a real legal term that is highly controlled by the state because the state is there to protect all property of of man, which was granted by God. And Correct. So you don't you don't want to be ownership. When someone else when someone comes onto our land and claims they own something, <clears throat> whether it is a man or not, the, the the state does have the duty to question that and say, are you sure? And if you can't prove it, then we're going to hold it. They're going to hold it. The, the state does not claim anything or own anything. They, they're, they're just holders waiting for, like Roger said, the men and women uh, with the right uh, to show up and claim Men and women can claim because uh, it was granted to us by God. So it's a kind of a philosophical uh, argument, but it's very relevant and still 100% um, uh, like in our world. In God we trust. You know all these all these terms that the government uses to show what their who their duty is to. So, go ahead. Again, you don't want to do ownership. You don't want to do anything that has a ship behind it? Um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it was just talking about what, what Rowdy was saying about... Uh, um, I know, I walked away. Sorry, I, I ended up catching the end part. I'm just saying you don't want to have to, have to do anything with the ship part. Well... Uh, one Pennsylvania, if you go to Title 20 uh, and do that, do the search on your own state. You know, it's okay. You know, you don't have to go down that rabbit trail yet, but uh, along with Sonia was talking about the Matrix, first I have to ask her a couple questions. I'll uh, mute out, Sonia. Sorry. Sonia, just <clears throat> don't take this the wrong way. I'm not grilling you or interrogating you, but um, do you know what the word Matrix means? No, no, actually, Aaron, I, I really don't, my dear. Um, I, no, I don't, I don't. So if you, you want to explain things to me, I'm willing to listen. Go ahead. No, I have no idea. Sure, it's a real cool word to look up whenever you get a chance. And here, here's my take on it. Uh, matrix means the source, the source from which all copies or all other things are, are made. And so in reality, you are the matrix. And so am I, and so is Roddy, so is Cheyenne, Aquila. We we are the matrix, our own little individual matrix, matrix I or whatever the plural is of that. But you are the matrix, and so when people uh, come, you know, watch the movie and and then try to relate that to the our world and put on YouTube, we we got to get out of this matrix because the matrix means a maze and and all this the uh, you know this confusing stuff. Well, that's not. It's not. That's not right. Um, that, that of course the movie is not going to tell people the the truth. It's going to open up a door for certain folks to maybe research. But um, you you don't want to exit the matrix <laughs> ever because that's you. You are the matrix, and and it goes right back to what Roddy was saying about creating. Everything that you create will be a a, a copy of of your will. Right, a, a representation of your will that was granted by God, and you are the matrix. Oh my goodness! You know, Aaron. Aaron well, that's that's really confusing. 
confusing to me. Roddy, Roddy K here. Uh, I want to add to that. It's just a movie called The Matrix, but the key thing and what we've seen legally, given the statutes or just biblical history, whatever it is, is the key thing is to come forth when once you're what you call awake and give notice that I am now aware, self-awareness. And in the movie The Matrix, we'll see stuff in what we call reality where some people don't want everybody to know what's going on. They don't want you to leave that zombie state, if you will, because it'll create a problem. But there's not really a lot of trips and triggers to stumble upon other than what you think or believe, like the YouTube videos that people resort back to, the conspiracy theories that it's all some evil scheme by the Vatican. It's all, reality is all in our heads. It's what we create. Like, we are the matrix. And if you want to get out of what you call the matrix, just become self-aware and uh, self-conscious and start, you know, directing your your own affairs, you know. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, too, the <clears throat> what, what Roddy just said, a trigger word for me, that made me think, and he said awake. But for some reason, I, I was thinking about what is the ceremony called just before a funeral? Awake. Called awake. And... Uh, <laughs> Remember that the legal world is 180. It's it's a 180 different from our world. It's at opposite ends. It can never touch, can never meet. <laughs> Excuse me, but but the legal world only exists because of our our real world existed first, and it it was created from our matrix, and so it it borrowed words from us, and it borrowed almost it borrowed everything. From, from our common relationships with the fellow men and women. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so when, when Rodney and I talk, we, you know, he, he won't, he doesn't know what I'm thinking about. He'll say words like that, and I'll say, oh, crap, that, that's weird, because a wake is a uh, ceremony, actually a ceremony of life, isn't it? Where you see pictures of the, of the, uh, let's say, the man and woman, and you talk about their life and everything, and then, uh, of course, the, the funeral follows. But the the legal world <coughs> um, copies our world, but 180 off, generally. And so when we're talking about the name, the all-caps name, mm-hmm. it's a representation of a fictional character that can be played in the legal world, in the corporate world, in the, in the dead world. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, it's yeah. the reason why we need that is because without business, without corporations, without industry, without all of these wonderful things, you, you and I would still be sitting in caves, as Carl would say, as cavemen, you know, beating each other over the head with clubs. Yeah. We have to learn how to play the game. We we have to play the game. We have to no. play the game in, in order to survive this time until no. we learn how to survive outside it. I'd rather say that we, we have to know our, our peace in the game. And maybe even what if we are the game? Okay. 
Like we are the game board. How about that? You know, it's not like we have to play with all these fictional characters or even be a piece in the game or or a player in the game. But what if we are the game? We created it, and and we get to watch all these other uh, entities play our game if, if we occupy the correct position, status, um, role, let's say. Okay. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> like when we're, not on, when, we're si- when we're sitting in caves, you know, it would it, be hard to figure stuff out when you don't welcome other ideas from uh, corporations that can do this stuff, you know, go dig holes and go get the mud and go get oily and all that stuff. Uh, we, it's, it's, it's kind of a beautiful game, actually. A lot of stuff that we don't need is there because, you know, I guess we were bored or we just wanted to we'd be, be more lazy. But to, to, to be more lazy, we've been working our butts off our entire lives to, to be comfortable, and, you know, we're uncomfortable. But... But, yeah, you, I look at everybody crossing the state lines. I used to complain, bitch, and moan before I even knew about Carl Lentz. About when I moved to Oklahoma, I thought I had rights to everything, right? This is my home now. And I would get so mad seeing those Texans cross the state line. I mean, this one highway is just flooded with Texas license plates, right? Yep. Like, what in the hell is going on? But I guess our corporations are allowed to uh, to hire people from other states and do the jobs that others won't do or can't do or whatever the case may be and Oklahoma will do the same Oklahomans will go to Texas but oh after yeah a while, they, they can hire people from Alaska or Africa yeah want right and it's good to have a system that each state recognizes to control that I mean sometimes it gets out of control you know highways are bombarded and yeah. it's got to be regulated so it's it's a beautiful system it's just uh, when when it gets to a point where it causes you personal harm, you know, it's up to you to decide what you want to do with your world, you know. Oh, yeah. It's like a- a- anybody can set up a nice system, but there's always the flaws in it, and then there's always the crookedness in it, and there's always wherever they want to make a, a few dollars and sort of thing. So yeah, everybody can make them a nice system. So, yeah, sure, the government can make them a nice system if they want to make it look pleasurable to man. But, yeah, they and also they can twist it around so... Oh, we're we're gonna make a few bucks and stuff like that, yeah. So well, it was a little greedy of me to uh not want Texans in Oklahoma. That was back in the day before I knew what I know now. But now that I realize that that's the public and you know, we all have access to certain roads and stuff, they still don't have access to my own private area, you know, my home or my my street, you know, there's limitations there. Not not everybody can just come in there, but on certain roads, yeah, everybody has access to it. And uh, usually those, uh, let's say, companies that operate interstate, right, they, they they operate on a federal level throughout the 50 states usually, or at least the 48 uh, continental states. But uh, And the reason why it's, it's I can travel across a state border and go work in Oklahoma is because the company I work for might have a residence in Texas but it's doing business uh, by contract with Oklahoma or in Oklahoma. So you see a lot of that. But if you go on a smaller scale, like let's say working at a uh, Bob's Market just across the border, I'm not sure that another state resident or state citizen can uh, 
travel across the border every day to work at a private uh, market like that. I, I don't know for sure. I'm just thinking that Oklahoma would probably want to be more involved. The, the state would want to be more involved and control which which residents get get to be offered that job first. And I'm pretty sure it would be the Oklahoma people. Because that little Bob's Market doesn't operate in all the you know fifty states. He's just a little you know just a little homeowner there with a little private business. And uh, I think Oklahoma will protect him and the others by saying you know if you're from Texas you 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 can't come over here and, and get this job first. But like I said, I don't know if that's exactly true, but it makes sense. And Sonia, we've covered that before with others that just don't get it when they go into the tax arguments or similar about uh, the United States is only in Washington, D.C., 10 square miles. And I'm like, no, anywhere their citizens are, they have access to. So wherever a U.S. citizen is, no matter what territory you're in, they have access to you. Yeah. Yeah, and they they did that too by the, uh, and I don't know what to call it, but by creating the, let's say, state of Oklahoma, state of Washington, state of this, state of that, and those are federal states, corporate states, um, versus you know Oklahoma state, which would be the the common name, the the I'm just going to say the common law name of it of the territory or the land. And uh, you know, back if you if here in the U.S., if you go look at the constitutions for your state, usually there's at least two. Uh, let's just say for Texas, one was uh, 1836, the next one was 1856, and they're both uh, they're both called the Constitution, and they both still exist. They're both still on the record, but the the latter one, the later one was created by the federal government with contract from the the territory state to to become a corporate state so that the federal government could control industry and railroad and mining and forestry and all this stuff the federal government could regulate that with the state to keep foreigners out because without that in Texas would have to defend all its own borders and have its own army and all, all this stuff that the federal government was uh, designed to do. So they created a corporate state, and, that, and that's what we all live in. Well, generally, you know, that's all what we, we subscribe to as being residents of that corporate state, with the all caps name, as foreigners, alien. Yeah, and they put us on some kind of an asset role, too. You know, some of these companies, when you uh, call them to uh, complain or whatever, they automatically put you on their, uh, some kind of a role, I call it an asset role, where they can then take that and sell it to other people. Look how many members we have here. Uh, it's a good buy, you know, if you want to invest or whatever. And they do the same thing with the all-caps birth record. It's a, uh, it's, it's kind of like an asset uh, sheet that they can uh, sell on the market and say, hey, you want to come to this area? We have this number of uh, souls here, and uh, it's a very valuable, so come on in. And uh, it's it's a, it's a big business. Yeah, we have a huge record of everything that uh, Roddy K has bought in the past 20 years, and he really likes Levi jeans. 
whatever. So if you're planning on opening a little retail clothing store, you should probably get some Levi jeans because uh, you market to that guy, he's going to be in there. You know, it, it's all business. It's all corporate for, for that legal guy. And, uh, I mean, it's good. It, it gives us, it gives Roddy access to Levi jeans. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all statistics too, you know. Come on this area, here here's the statistics and it's it's all a good record keeping system. But we get it trapped entrapped by it sometimes. Mhm. All right, Roddy, we want can we can we get something for free? That's what we're uh, working on. How do we uh organize this with, with the system? And you know, I like I said this this uh, YouTube video that I've been listening to. I love this woman, Cookie, and the other men that are with her. And uh, yeah, you can just run in the system, change your name, and forget about it. You know, like free that. You're just going to change your all caps name into your no, your no, not, not the way Christian name. No. And, uh, yeah, you know, just say no. I have, and then eventually delete the freaking straw man. The way I saw it presented on that link you sent to Face One is what many others suggest, and it's a, it's a great it's a great idea, a starting point, or to show what's going on. Well, but you remember the remember gotta the get default. out of the system. So how you, how the hell are you gonna get but out of Roddy without getting out of these caps? But do you remember the default system I was telling you about earlier, the default, that no matter what you put your name down as, they're going to check a record. And if they can't find the name you point, you know, your Christian name. Change your name. Change your name. Go, um, my look. name's Sonia Jean Patterson. So it's if gonna I look, change it to yeah. um, Sonia Jean, and I don't even have to use my last name. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I can. I call me what you want. You can call me a bitch. You can call me sweetheart. Call if me you what it, you yeah. want. But uh, if you do whatever. it properly. But what I'm saying is, just going and writing your name differently, the system won't recognize it. It will always revert back to the the legal entity. That's what I'm saying. And, and also, the change your name to whatever we want. And the most important thing, Sonia, to remember is. Your name, whether your Christian name that was given to you by your parents or, or the, the legal um, conversion of that name, which would be the all caps, yeah. both, both of those names in, in either form are highly valuable. Number one, the, your Christian name is valuable because you are a gift from God. And that's valuable to me and to Roddy and to all the other men and women. Sure. Your, the, the all caps name is highly valuable to the system because with that name, the system can create funds, funds for investment, funds for this and that. It can do all sorts of stuff with that name, in your name. Now, the, the, the reason why it's so cool is because if you were left with just your Christian name, you would have to create everything that you need. If you're sitting on a chair right now, you would have to create that chair and sit on it, just like they did in the old days, right, where where you, you'd have to go out, cut down trees, build yourself a house. You'd have to build a car. You'd have to build the road. You'd have to build all this stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some some people can do that, and they like to do that, and they, they do 
do that. But most of us, like Roddy mentioned earlier, for the, for the convenience of our life and the pursuit of happiness, these things are taken care of for us, kind of behind the scenes, using our name, that name, the, the all caps name. Okay, I understand. Okay, and, but what we have to do, uh, face 111, is, is try to figure out exactly how to use that, um, those, um, the, the name and caps, exactly how to use that to our benefit, because not all know how to. Because apparently when we use that name in all capital letters, like if we go to the bank and we want to get a loan, then we've got to pay for it. But apparently um, we shouldn't have to pay for it. Um, uh, when we go to the, the bank, apparently uh, we just sign for it and we should be able to have it to the best well, of my the, knowledge. The all caps name is a, is a like you've heard Colin say, it's a debtor. That all caps name is a debt entity. And what I mean is uh, that entity is used by the system to borrow money from the Federal Reserve, whether it's private bank or not. We don't have to get into that. But yeah. it, that name is used. So it's a debtor. And so when we stand up and say, yes, I am that name uh, on, on whatever form we sign, whatever school we register for, whatever we do, and we stand up and say that name, voluntarily then then we are attached or joined on paper on a record as being that name some we have claimed it in a sense like Roddy was saying we claimed it for that specific purpose uh, whatever you know whatever we signed so instead of changing the name those two names are beautiful separate you from that one and, and praise Praise that all caps name. Say, government, you go for it. You borrow all sorts of crap in that name because that's how you do it. That's the only way you can do it, and I agree. And because everything's fictional anyway, nobody's going to pay for it in the end. It doesn't matter. We get all this stuff for free anyway, basically. Now the, the debtor has to pay. So if we stand up as that debtor name, as you know, we end up paying. And first... First, they'll check a record, you know, and say, oh, okay, are you Sony Jean Patterson? Blah, blah, blah. We're like, yes, of course. Boom. Okay, great. Well, for the well, law and legal, you know, they then it's really hard to get out of that, uh, what we just claimed, saying we are that name, you know. And, Sonia, I'm going to throw this in, too. Your word is so powerful that if you look at people like Frank, uh, Frank, uh, so, you know, Carlos' stepdad, yeah, um, Frankie. Uh, yeah, if if you were to come forth, let's say there's a famous woman out there who's murdering people and she's on the run and they're looking for her. If you come forth and say, I am that woman, they would convict you on your word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most, most likely. Because yeah. if, if you come forth and say, I am this so-and-so, I mean, you, we do it ignorantly because it's the only name you've known for so long, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just default, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm Sonia Jean Patterson, well, anything the debtor is liable for, that's that's you, you know, whatever you claim, they'll honor it, and sadly, sadly I, I think Frank is, you know, if they put the car drive, Frank will be okay, but uh, that's what they're doing to Frank, he'd come forth, he gave a testimony, and they're just uh, agreeing with it. Yep. Yep, the system is moving forward because he, his word, that's all they were looking for was his word, and he gave it to them. And uh, 
And the system, like Carl says, moves like lightning once you let it go, right? Once I get it moving, oh, boy, it's hard to stop that. Uh, but if you don't get it moving and if the system has proper notice of of who you are and, and your name and that you recognize both entities, the duality, both systems, and you love it, they're both great and you appreciate everything, then the system's going to have a real hard time convicting you of something without due process, full investigation, full full evidence, you know, witnesses, all this stuff. And uh, as long as you don't give your word that you are that debtor or that uh, murderer or whatever, you know, if, if someone charges you and you just say, uh, okay, that's fine, go ahead and prove it. Uh, I think Frank would have walked out that day. Yeah, they're looking for your person, as we mentioned in other other audio clips. Is um, like you give the license, for example. On that license, it's usually all, it's, it, most every one of them's all caps. It's tied to a social security number or social insurance number, and it's your way of saying, "Hey, uh, I am this this driver here. See this, pre- you know, this pretty or gorgeous driver here on this uh, piece of plastic. That's me." And the officer may not know it exactly like this, but uh, behind the scenes, they're like, yeah, uh, you know, that comes with a lot of duties and responsibilities, and we're in charge of managing you because you're immature, you know, and you signed up for this. So that's what the system, if it was an entity, would would be saying, you know. Mm-hmm. You identified yourself as this all-caps driver, so, uh, you know, that comes with duties. So we're going we're gonna to charge you for it because you're the debtor. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why. That's why I mentioned that scripture with Jesus a lot of times about. They said some say you're this and some say you're you know. And he goes, well, whom do you say I am? And, and that that was a little scripture. But if someone comes to you and says, Sonia, you're not Sonia. You're uh, you're Hillary Clinton. You know, and be like, well, prove it then. You agree? You? Yeah. Prove it. Yeah, yeah. I I understand. Who who do you say I am? With the big question mark at the at the end. Yeah. Who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. Well, wow. I mean, that's a the, that's the basic point of it. I, I was doing a little research uh, this week on due process, the administrative system, and it it it's exact. Let's just say for uh, license issues, because that's most common, um, or, or petty violations like walking, jaywalking, or you know, just little things like that um, that we are always asked for ID for, right? And so the system. Well, let's say you're, the cop stops you for doing whatever, and of course, the first thing he wants is to know who he's dealing with, right? Do do you have a license is the proper question, or do you have ID? And they they, they ask both questions, and um, and naturally we hand over what we consider to be proper proper ID, which is actually the wrong ID, um, depending depending on what we're doing. If we actually are driving a big semi commercial truck over the interstate highways, you better give that ID, otherwise you're going to be a boatload of trouble. But if you're just going to Walmart, 
Um, the ID that you give to that officer so that he can go check a record is the most important thing. So most of us give a driver's license. Okay, fine. So then he's like, okay, well, you got a broken taillight. Here's your ticket and uh, what else? Something else. So he gives you a ticket. And he's giving a ticket to that entity on the on the license. But it's it's really interesting. If you look at almost every traffic ticket or traffic situation, you have at least, I think it's at least two weeks before your first court date, whether that's the uh, plea hearing or, or whatever it is, right? Isn't it at least 14 days, unless you request sooner. Um, and I was like, I wonder why that is. So I was doing some reading and YouTube watching, and a guy mentioned that, uh, he said, that's, that's the time that you get to question the charger, whoever's charging you. So let's say it'd be the state. But but it, this kind of goes back to what Mike Miller says. You you got to find the man and charge, you know, ask the man, but not necessarily. But you do need a name, okay? You can't just write to the state of Pennsylvania, the state of Texas. The you principal? To, yeah, you need to find out who's charging you. And and that's where you can write uh, what Carl talks about. Mike is either is basically a notice, and a no, in a notice you don't ask questions. In a notice you give information. <clears throat> and Mike and Carl have been promoting the idea that you go into court and you file this notice. You go into the administrative court. Well, well they're they're not the ones charging you. And that's why it's not working. Um, and this guy was saying that uh, you have two weeks to find the principal and give notice of who you are, and then you can ask questions, okay? Such as, um, you know, what the what is the nature of the entity you are charging? I've heard Mike Miller say that, and like he he suggests saying that in the in the administrative court, and it doesn't work because it's too late. What is the nature of the entity you're charging? Some other good questions that uh, I think I've heard Mike Miller say. <clears throat> the problem is he's doing it at the wrong time. And also he's doing it in the wrong form. Um, he's, he's, he suggests, and I also believe for a long time, that filing and reporting notices is the way to do it. But if you think about it, the 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 most... Uh, how to say this, the most important part of law is what's called due process. And we've heard Colin talk about it. We've all heard about it. We've probably read about it. We've all heard those that term, due process. Well, the process started when you got the ticket. That was the first notice to you that uh, you're about to be charged. So next step is yours. And most people just wait and go in and appear as that entity and basically get run through the system because your 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 appearance and your word, like Roddy was saying, just showing up there is consent. Okay? It doesn't admit guilt, but it's consent that you, you want the process to move forward. So this guy was talking about before that happens, <clears throat> you need to give notice and ask 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 whatever question you want but you have to do it in the due process form. And the due process form is you have to serve notice. 
You have to serve the notice and the demand, those questions. Serve the notice and demand on the, the charging party within that, before that 14-day uh, deadline for court. And that means you use a process server, and he recommended uh, that every county has a county sheriff's office. And uh, every sheriff's office, one of their services is serving process. That's what they do. The sheriff will work with you at that, uh, at that time. And it makes total sense because now that's, a, that's what's called a legal process. You're part of the, you, you are using a qualified entity called the sheriff to, to give, to, sorry, to serve legal process on a, on a party that's charging you with a legal process. And it's all called due process. <clears throat> and if they don't answer, if that party does not answer your questions after that demand, you send in the order, just like Carl talks about. And the order is, well, you have not answered the questions, therefore the entity, you, you have no idea what entity you're after, you have no idea the, about me, I don't know you, you don't know me. I mean, you're, you're pretty much uh, kind of like a pirate. You know, you're just banging on my door and robbing me. So yes, here's what I want. got a question. Yeah. Is this, is this because there's so many people signed on to be administrated or whatever the case may be that the principal may not be aware that there's possibly an error that one of his subordinates made a mistake so he can so he could possibly search the record and uh, review the thing to see if you were a subject to his uh his kingdom that's also part of it is to protect the principal. You you are offering a chance for for the charging party, let's say the principal, to uh, to correct any errors. Okay. Now the problem is the if you hand over a driver's license and you you claimed your word to be that entity, this process won't work uh, too much in your favor because you already you, you're on record as being that entity. You've signed your name to it. So you can't just send a notice, say, I'm a man, you know, going from point A to point B. I mean, you, you could try, but the system is designed to protect the public and, you know, it's designed to protect our land and protect us. And so if, if we are out there on record using the highways and in a motor vehicle and all of, you know, attaching ourselves to all these codes, it'd be pretty dishonorable to say, well, no, I'm just a man. You know, the system would be like well, then get the hell off of our record, all right? Or submit to it and follow the rules, you know? But if you don't have a license and you don't have a tag on your private property, your automobile, your car, and, and you don't, if you if you are not on record in the system as that uh, chargeable entity, um, this this way of asking questions first before it goes into any plea before you go in and appear and say guilty, not guilty, is the proper way uh, to, to uh, let's say, do due process. The first, the first uh, interaction was somebody coming up, tapping you on the shoulder and giving, you know, charging you money. Your, your, your job is to turn around and say, well, who are you and who do you think I am? Why do you say I owe you money? What proof do you have? What evidence do you have? <clears throat> if you can't show me right now, um, then I know I'm, I'm 
I'm pretty sure the judge is not is not going to be pretty happy at all when I show him that you failed to respond to these questions right here, these legal process, due process questions. And the judge's job, when we go and talking about oath and supporting the Constitution, all that, that's when it's his job to support the Constitution and the Fifth Amendment due process clause. As long as you have it served properly, which is not hard to do, there's tons of process servers, and uh, and everything is done legally. You you'll do it legally because that's what they recognize. Doesn't mean that you are legal. Just means you'll do it legally because that's what they recognize and that's what they honor. Give give a scenario. Would I uh, call or appear in person at the uh, county sheriff department and say, hey, I'd like to use your process server uh, skills or you can just call. You, why? You, well, I, I searched my county. It's just online, and I searched uh, Grayson County uh, Sheriff's Office Service of Process, and it comes right up to the to the sheriff's website and tells all about the sheriff's office and everything and how much it's here to serve the people and all that. And then it also says it has other statutory duties. The office does, and uh, one of them, one of the uh, ser- uh, services it offers is a service of process, and it has a form you fill out, and you can describe everything and attach your attach your notice and demand to it. Is and this a scenario where one did not have a license because they weren't a driver, but uh, they did did have a notice, proper notice, and the uh, officer went ahead and tried to uh, include you into their uh, their business yeah it could be like this like you have a cdl commercial driver's license right and so if, but if you're just going to walmart and you get stopped for whatever no tail light the officer is going to compel you to identify yourself and usually it's with a state issued id of some sort but but you don't have to identify yourself with that you can just give your name and uh he'll he he must take that. And he, what he's going to do is go back to the computer and look up your name, and it's going to come up with a Rowdy K CDL driver, this and that. And he's, the officer is going to attempt to charge you with, uh, you know, under all the transportation codes and all the license codes. <clears throat> well, you didn't offer that status for him to, to check, but he did it anyway. So you just happily take the ticket, and you 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 question the entity being charged and you question what what ID was used for the officer to uh, what I don't know locate this entity and charge this entity all this stuff and if they can't answer uh, with by due process then the process stops right there there is no there is no other step they can take except you then could ask the judge because there is an assigned judge, you could ask the court, let's say, for uh, maybe some damages, maybe your time and, and shit like that. You know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, I don't know. Whatever it costs you to do that. <coughs> and that makes total sense. Of, of, um, that, you know, we've never heard about the sheriff. We've heard sheriffs doing foreclosure services. Right, they'll definitely walk up and post for they'll 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 do service for the corporate world, the statutory world, and and of course for man. 
or, or a, a non-entity, let's say, or a resident. It doesn't matter. The, the point is that if you don't offer a driver's license and, and you're not in a motor vehicle, like as long as the presumption is not so overwhelming, then, then you have a leg to stand on. But if you're driving a motor vehicle that's licensed and registered and up to date and you've got a current license and you just give your name and the officer goes back, he's going to follow your word. You know, you you and I gave our word that I'm a driver and I'm in a motor vehicle and I'm doing all this stuff. And Mike Miller's going to jump down my throat and say, well, I'm not doing that at all times and all this that well then take your damn plates off, take your registration sticker off and throw your license away when you go to Walmart. Okay? And then when you get pulled over, deal with it in this way and make them prove that it's a motor vehicle. Make them prove that it's this and that. Make them prove that you were using it at that time uh, in commerce, let's say, upon the highways. And it's going to be a little bit harder to do because you did take off the notice called the license plate. You took off the the sticker called the registration. You took it off the list. You know, you, you did not present an ID saying that you were a debtor uh, driver, and it's going to be a little bit harder for them to prove that. <clears throat> this goes back to that default system you mentioned as well. Even You can argue what you weren't doing, but uh, if you notice Hollywood or people making movies will give notice to the uh, cities that they're going to to film a movie. And if they didn't, if one of the actors was, you know, stabbing a woman with one of those rubber knives, you know, an officer would see that. And, you know, if he didn't have notice, he can only presume that it's a murder taking place. So without proper notice, you know, they they go to the, uh, what I call the default system, which you mentioned superbly. And also I think this includes why some people go wrong with these ideas that you can bring the commissioner of the, Department of Transportation in to testify or ask them. That might be one of the principles. Uh, have you seen that? Or is there actual an owner that created the corporation known as Police Department? Were you talking to me? Yeah, I was thinking every corporation is created by somebody authorized to create that corporation. Uh, a principal, if you will. Like on the records, you've seen my principal by what I created and by so I'm the creator of that. So I was I was wondering if the, the commissioner, I don't know if you've heard these calls where they, say, mention, write a letter to the uh, commissioner, you know, but I, I'm just wondering if the commissioner has anything to do with it or is there an actual man or woman behind the scenes? Because you know they're funded by the banks to even start. Well, they're, here, here's, they're, what, they're here's what it says on the very homepage of my county sheriff's office website. All right, welcome to the website, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, the sheriff's office here in Grayson County is actually known as the Office of the Sheriff. And, but it's not commonly referred to that, but that is its constitutionally known name. And the Office of the Sheriff is a constitutionally created office. And it goes into all this really cool common law creation stuff about how the Office of Sheriff was created. And then at, near the end it says, now for funding purposes, the the um, statutorily, uh, legislatively created um, county commissioner's board um, uh, works directly with the Office of the Sheriff to provide funding for the Sheriff's Office for certain needs and all this stuff like that. 
So that's the duality right there, too, about how they interact with each other, but they are separate, right? There's the constitutional office of the sheriff and then also the statutorily, legislatively created side of the sheriff's office. That is a gem of a of a find to read and stuff we we found over the months looking Beauty. at that. Yeah. And it's like the sheriff or constitutionally created office is saying the, to the corporation, you will pay your ten percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and the the sheriff <clears throat> can see the sheriff can see a a non entity. And when I say that I, I, I mean man but um using just saying man is uh it's hard to separate you can say we are an illegal entity or we're not a legal entity and so if we say if i use the word non entity i mean like i'm not a driver or i'm not something created on that i created on a, a legal record so a sheriff can see that and he respects that because it's not his—he's not a judge. He's not a—he's not—it's not his duty to, to judge us. It's only his duty to do what he can for us, based upon the record. Okay, if he goes and checks the record and it comes up with something different, he then he can question whether or not if he helps you, he he will harm the public or the people. That's beautiful. I, I was just thinking about—I learned a lot from movies now that I you know know what we know now. And I look back on it, you know, you don't see a lot of sheriffs out there unless you're in a small county because they're they're basically telling the corporate world to take care of your citizens. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a a scene in uh, Days of Thunder, if anybody's watched the movie Days of Thunder, where the uh, the owner of NASCAR told told the uh, manager, you know, if you can't control your drivers, you need to stick to what you're good at is use cars. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what the sheriffs and the the people tell these corporations you need to control your your drivers and your citizens or you can get the hell out. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, on that uh, homepage of the sheriff too, it did say that all municipal, city, blah 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 blah, legislatively created uh, law enforcement offices um, are are under the direct control of the sheriff's office in Texas, in the state of Texas. It might be different in your state, but. That was pretty cool because that's exactly what you're saying. The sheriff, the sheriff's office will hear any complaint from a legislatively created police police uh, entity, and so <clears throat> when a uh, let's say municipal police or city police charges you with some you know burnt out taillight, and you go through the due process, that that sheriff will enforce your order. Of do at the end if they don't answer you properly as long as they're relevant questions <clears throat> answer you the sheriff will enforce whatever your order is as long as it's reasonable let's say the, the call last night was about the guy kept mentioning that some things aren't criminal so why are we in this court of blah 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 and mm-hmm. he doesn't he didn't recognize this little system um, even though I as a man may not commit a crime. As a person, if I continue to misbehave, that is criminal in in the statutory world, and they can detain me, that that might be uh, applicable to Carl's uh, domestic authority doctrine. Whatever happens in your jurisdiction, like if you're a subject to the, uh, the corporate world, if you continue to 
be out of control. You can be arrested and imprisoned, not not because you committed a crime as a people, but you committed a crime because you agreed to uh, have those duties. Yeah, you so agreed to follow the rules. There's like a criminal crime, and then then I would I would say you know in a weird way it's kind of like a statutory crime, you know. Yeah, I think the word the word you might be looking for that's pretty common, and I found it I find it in a lot of dictionaries still is either common law crime or even true crime. That would be the crime like murder, you know, a battery, harm, really harm to another man or woman, or even a um, breach of contract, like a tort. And so, uh, but 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 the crime of jaywalking. You know, or whatever that—that's a statutorily, legislatively created crime. What they call a crime, and they're you know totally different, totally different venues, jurisdictions, rules. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about domestic authority, even though it's kind of a vague term, and we may not know its full usage. But like in my own home, and we've seen this for throughout the years, is if you're couple of children were misbehaving, you know, you'd spank them and arrest them and send them to the room. You know, that was their prison. That was your right to do that. They didn't kill anybody, but you're detaining them and imprisoning them so that they do not do that when they get out amongst the public. Exactly. So domestic authority is like an internal kind of administrative crime, you know. You broke a code here, you broke a code there. That's all good, but if you continue to, what is the word? Gross negligence do it, then it's criminal in that in that domain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's say like reckless driving or negligent driving. Imagine if Rowdy was going down the road at ninety miles an hour in an eighty thousand pound truck. Imagine the danger that people would be put in, and so that in the in the statutory world, even if he doesn't hurt anybody, is considered a, a crime, probably a class A misdemeanor, if not felony depending on his uh, state of mind. If he was a little bit altered, oh, boy, he's going to be locked up for a long time. True story. We just had a guy do that in one of our trucks. Yeah, and that, that's considered a crime. And like I said, the the corporate world or statutory world <clears throat> definitely borrows borrows our language so that we recognize it also. So that when we go and join that system, it's not we don't have to learn a whole new language even though it it has, does have different meanings, but we should know it because we're supposed to have read the handbook before we uh, signed up. Yeah, he was doing 90 and a 65, I believe, in Texas. Yeah, that, and that's, that's why the system is there with officers and uh, highway patrol, is to make sure that uh, that entity, <clears throat> that man, does not kill another god on this earth, king on this earth. Yeah, they're even flat enough to when you seek a license and training, they even have an instruction uh, manual on the, the, the rules or the symbols out there. That's right. Instruction manual. Okay. So ignorance of the law is no excuse because you had the opportunity to uh, study and read the handbook. Usually, oh, pretty much everything. 
know. Well, they send you to retraining, or that's why they want you to take a driver's course when you mess up. You know, we'll cut you a break on your. You're fine if you just uh, take a driving class. You know, it, it, it's like a regular safety meeting. That's right. Exactly. The system is actually very kind. From time to time, I'm not going to say all the time. You know, I use the example of, let's say, a, a business license. Um, especially if you're dealing with the public, like if you're dealing with food, you, you there's all sorts of training classes you have to go through before you can even get a business license, or open your doors, actually, before you can open your doors. You have to get food handler's license, you know, cleanliness reports, just all the, even uh, fire fire escape training, stuff like that. CPR, you might even have to know that. So they, the system is taking you, the applicant, for a license and saying, okay, you can have a license, but you have to meet these standards because you're going to be treating all these other kings and queens out here. And if you harm one, oof, that's not good. Did we put everyone to sleep? No, I was waiting for someone else to chime in. But the key thing is always to give notice. I was thinking about the importance of the notice, and Carl turned us on the, to the notice thing. Yeah. You, you send information, hey, I'll be there. And I was thinking how rudely we are privately to one another, even family members. Like if you say, hey, uh, why don't you come over and see me sometime, you know, and you show up and they're not there. They're at the store. They went on vacation, but they didn't tell you. You just wasted forty five minute trip. Yeah. You know, no one notices you. But oh yeah, you can come over anytime. Be specific. Anytime. Okay. Well I'm gonna pick Saturday and I'm gonna go right over there and they're gone. They didn't tell you they were gone. It's like wow. So I was well, thinking how important a notice is, you know, just to be courteous to somebody. And if and if something changes I think Carl's mentioned this and he's been very rude to like VTAL and a couple of others because they didn't honor their time. You know, they say we're going to meet you about 10 o'clock, but this one guy didn't tell Carl that he was not going to make it or something, and Carl totally totally brushed him off. I mean, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, but if something changes, just just send me, a me- send me a message or call me. I mean, in, in today's technology, there's almost no reason other than death why you can't tell somebody something. Yeah, the, the corporate world, statutory world, legislative world, government world, operates solely on notice or knowledge and and usually it's in the written form because the the system cannot hear a man everything has to be in writing like Carl also stressed to us because that creates a record and, and the system has no memory and so without a record it doesn't know anything and so that's why everything's in writing in the system, well, and, and usually in the form of a notice or, or information or knowledge. And so, like Roddy just said, we, we fail to do that, actually. We don't have to do it because we can read body language. Like, if I tell Roddy to come over any time, but I, I'm kind of acting awkward, he'll, he'll, you know, you can know, you'll know that it's not a true offer to come over any time. You know what I mean? So we we do fail in that uh, the passing of knowledge to one another, and 
you know what I was thinking too when you said that I said come over anytime and you come over and I'm not there but you could have given me notice that you were on your way wouldn't that be the next step in the due process there nah it's on you dude (laughs) now we got this one company uh, we go to a lot and I've noticed uh, other companies use this as well but anytime there's a problem or long delay they always default to the lie oh yeah there was a production problem well, why didn't that company just send out a notice to everybody so we didn't have to show up on time or we could have stopped and slipped and ate or something, you know? Yeah. But that's that's just that's a lie there. Oh, that was a production issue. They're sorry. Well, one reason, one reason why, too, is because they're not dealing with the public. If, if you're actually working for that corporation or company or hauling for them, it's considered private. Private policy, not public policy. And so in, in internal policy, and if their policy is that they don't have to give notice to drivers when there's a problem or whatever it is you're talking about, then, yeah, you pay for it by wasting your time. But you can also file complaints, right? Well, that's a bunch of BS. That's and, what I'm working on. I get to get together with my people and said, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're asked to go here on a regular basis because we have, you know, contracts or agreements to take the product here. So I said, why why can't we just require fifty dollars per hour after the first hour for waiting? And uh, if if they uh, you know it's all about contract. And uh, mm-hmm. I said if they if they don't agree to it, then we'll go somewhere else. But the last thing we want to do is get paid a lump sum of money to sit here when we could have been actually making money because we're losing money. Oh, it pays good to go there. Well, it might ruin your whole week though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you if you your road time pays well, but your wait time doesn't pay anything. Yeah, it's pretty good. I want to know now. Um, this one company lady even told me due to their excessive delays there, they quit. They tried to quit doing business with them as much as they could because it's ridiculous. They're losing money. Yeah, that's right. We, you know, you have the right to uh, refuse service to anyone. Your your company does. If you were a private carrier with your own truck, really, and your own contracts, you could do that. Negotiate the contract that way. There used to be in some of the, uh, I guess they're called bylaws on the back of a bill of lading, that any time of excessive weight, uh, you could take it to a warehouse of your choice and go somewhere else. And the company that agreed to take delivery at a certain time, if they didn't, then uh, they would be charged the uh, storage fees of the warehouse. Mhm. Or even yeah. uh Yeah. Go ahead. I was waiting on you, even though. Oh, I thought someone else chimed in. Say, uh, if if you show up <clears throat> to load or even unload and they say, Oh well we're not ready as a system error or something or whatever they they have to tell you how long you're gonna wait and uh and you get to hold them to it. So if they say one hour, you can say, okay, after that one hour, uh, either I'm going to drop this load you know, over on the highway and I'm going to go pick up another one and get back to work, or you're going to pay me. See what they say. Um, but if, if they tell you the truth, say, well, it's going to be a 24-hour wait, then you can say, well, I'm going to drop this load right here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pick up another one and I'll be back in two days or, or whatever. Right, you you don't renegotiate, to, yeah, yeah. You don't just have to wait for them. 
um, especially if you have the backing of your your principal corporation, whoever's you know hired you or contracting with you to to pick up that load, they should back you up. Oh yeah, just look at the paperwork, follow the paper trail. So we agreed to be at this time. I wish these companies would start filing claims against uh, these companies to do that and see how it goes. I think you'd see a change immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they'd find some dummy that would do it for eighty-two cents a mile, you know, not get paid anything, but. You know, the same thing applies to, like, doctor's appointments. When I go somewhere, I haven't been to a doctor in so many years. It's been about 20-plus like years. But if if you agree to be there at an appointment time and you show up and an hour goes by, what is going on here? People just sit around and wait and tolerate it. I don't like that. Same thing with the schools. Why are they sending schoolwork home when it's schoolwork? They call it homework. Really? Well, I'm going to charge you for my – I mean, I wish people would just get this. They're being used. Yeah. Yeah, the school is turning into a babysitting service, and then all of the obligations of the the students, they're saying, well, you got to go home and do that, where there's no teacher. Maybe mom and dad are working, you know, a lot and cutting into family time, play time, social time. And then a kid will wake up, turn in the homework, and then just be babysat all day until uh, 3 o'clock, and then say, oh, well, here's all your homework. Go home and go home and... Read your book. <laughs> Imagine if the the the, the Department of uh, BS started getting a bunch of bills, you know, saying, so, "Well, you sent your product home on my time, you know." So uh, if we're going to do this, you know, here's a bill. I, I would love to see that. And the bill to the uh, school district. You might have Absolutely. a claim. You know what I mean? Might have a what? You might actually have an actual claim there, depending on the judge, if the judge sees it your way, um, <clears throat> which isn't hard to see at all. Like, why, why, is, why is the teacher, why is the school sending my child home to do schoolwork when home, obviously, is home time, social time, family time? I think know? we have a hell of a legit argument on that. I really do. The only thing the judge will say is, well, how much do you pay for your kid to go to that school? <laughs> you have to say nothing because it's free. I got a hell of a le- legit argument right there. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, if, if, I, if, if I have a job to do and I send it to you to assemble it, say, here, take this home with you, you know? It's like, that, that's... That's you, that's your time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like those old mob movies, you know. Don't ask me about my business. I like a lot of people who still do that. You know, just leave work at work, go home, be a be a mom, you know, be a dad, mom, mm-hmm. father, whatever. Don't be a Mister uh, Mechanic or whatever when you're home. Yeah, separate separate the entities. I used to hate that. You know, you walk into a restaurant on the road and it's immediately presumed of the default. Like if you're eating, people just pop up out of nowhere. Hey, who are you working for? Are they treating you well? And yeah. I wasn't that. I, I was a butthole back then. I want to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm here to eat. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Do I have a yeah. name on my shirt? I, you know, I didn't have a badge or nothing. Yeah. Just tell them the same. What do you? What, the FBI pays me. Who are you? <laughs> See what they say. Yeah, it's like I, I'm off duty. I'm not a 
I'm not a driver until I get into the, you know. I'm not behind the wheel. Leave me alone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Anybody else want to chime in as Bob, California Bob on? He was on last week. He pops in once a month. Is Sonia still a woman in the call, man in the call? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Can you hear me? Yeah, I do. But the key thing was we went into a lot of good details there. But uh, yeah, the key thing yeah. is the key, the key thing is the send proper notice and remember that if you create it, I, I say own, but you're the author of it. You know, no one else can I'm claim here. it but you. Yeah, like you cre- you a... you authorize something. Who who else is going to say I have rights to it? You don't see that anywhere in the movie. Movie world, music world, nowhere. But we've granted too many people or too many entities access to our lives. Because they're just going on the default, you know, the authorized, uh, what they're authorized to uh, administer, administrate. Thanks, gentlemen, for for you know. Thanks, Aaron, for come on, coming on and and talking to us about uh, everything you had to say. It was very interesting and stuff like that. Like I say, I'm really getting into learning about um, you know our name, you know, and and how they use our name and how they have to get uh, consent with our name. That's what it's all about. Is our name and getting consent, our birth, our, our birth certificate, our, our birth date. As soon as they get all that, then they figure they got everything on us, and they figure they got jurisdiction. Soon, as soon as you say they, they say, okay, what's your birth date? Da da da. They got everything on you, and then they figure they got jurisdiction over you. So we have to stop that. You know, I, I've noticed that too. Getting stopped for seatbelt fines or whatever they say what you even if you don't have a driver's license with you i i got stopped for um seatbelt they they charged me for a seatbelt fine i was in the passenger side as a guest and uh didn't even have a driver's license with me and all they said to me was what's your birth date my name and my birth date and they had everything on me and which you know information i should not have given them at that time, of course, I didn't know uh, what I know now. But um, they just said, oh, what's your name? So I gave my name, and they said, what's your birth date? Gave my birth date instantly. Um, Seatbelt fine. Yeah, so, you know, I, th- I think our name, our birth date, and any private information about us uh, is information that we do not have to give out to them unless they have a, a warrant, you know, a written warrant for arrest. Simple as that. You know, we just say, um, you know, basically, uh, do you have a warrant? 
Do you have a warrant for my arrest? Stopping me on the road, stopping me on the side, stopping me uh, in in, in um, a, a, a friend's automobile? Um, no. Do you do you have a warrant for my arrest? Do you feel that I've you know done some harm or gonna gonna do some harm or you know been involved in some criminal activity or you know whatever? Um, but the thing is, we give out this information voluntarily without understanding and realizing what the hell we're doing. And we just do it because we've been trained and taught that way that we have to be obedient um, to these, um, to this authority, you know, the, the police and stuff like that. And we don't, we just, you know, basically have to say, um, do you have a warrant for my arrest? Do you feel that I've committed some harm? Do you feel that I'm going to commit a harm? Otherwise, I'm not giving you my name. It's not what about what about established, <laughs> Sonia Radike here? When you Go look ahead. at all the com- commercial world, they often put when they were established. It's like when when was that name created? Yeah. Um, I know there's another movie. I was there's a famous movie here in the states called uh, Coming to America. Eddie Murphy and uh, I can't remember the other guy, but there was a. Uh, there was a guy who had a store. It was called McDowell's, and he was using a big yellow M. Well, well, see, your name is pop. I mean, your name is very important. Whatever you create, whatever you establish, whenever it was born, that name was created on so and so date. You may not know when you were born, but the name will have a record of when it was born or established. Now you could go out, and you can make some kind of burger or some kind of greasy fries and chicken nuggets. And you could call it Sonia's. But if you ever put that big yellow M on there, another name, oh, you're in big trouble. Because, you, you know, that's not you. That's when, when you didn't establish that. So the name is the name is very important. So I think they're looking for the establishment of that name. And if that's the only, you know, when you get, I don't know. If someone asked me my birthday to my name, I think I would give them the, uh, the different one I've got now. But, uh, I th- you know, when this body was created, I don't know. I don't even remember back that far. No, of course we don't know. And I I, I think that's, like we say, Roddy, that's where the government's getting us is uh, name and birth date. As soon as they get a name and a birth date, and if that's not enough information, you know, like you and I could have the same name, you know, um, if if mine was Roddy J. Cotty um, or whatever, and, and yours was too, then they'd ask for a little more information just to make sure that they're getting the right man or woman, whether they've got got the right man or woman, uh, you know, because there could be a lot of men called Susie or a lot of women called uh, Jack. Um, so they'll just gather more information, just making sure that they've, they've got someone that they can make a claim to. So... Um, I'm just wondering if anybody would ever walk up to a McDonald's building and ask for a birthday. That'd, that'd be that'd be kind of interesting because I mean it's right there when when that when that name is created is when it's established. So I guess I guess in theory or in in practicality, anytime whatever vessel or vehicle is being used, then that would be the birthday of when it, whenever it was established. So yeah, I think I think I think I have a good good argument on that. That that makes sense. Whenever it's been used, you know the the first day, right? Yeah, because if someone was to charge the corporation known as McDonald's, you know someone 
the the man or woman who who helped create it was probably born long before McDonald's was established. But if you're going to sue the corporation, then its birthday would be whenever it was established. No. That's what I feel our problem is, and I do, you know, now now that I learn more things, that I feel that this is what the issue is, is our birth certificate, social insurance, all these government um, documents that we have. Don't you, Rod? Yeah, I think with the social insurance and the things we mentioned earlier and the seatbelt is if you, if you look at it, if, you, if it's hard, it's hard to do, but if you look at it on the side, side it's some entity that is responsible for somebody or something. And that's why they always start with a record first to see if uh, they're liable for it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it's presumed that they are, but the information given usually confirms it. And if there's not proper information given, then I don't know what the procedure would be. I've never been in that predicament, but you know, you're considered an outsider, an invader, so they might take you to jail until they can identify you properly. I've never been there, and I know I don't want to be there. But yeah, that's that's what they're doing. They're li- the system is liable for something, they, you know, the insurance or your liability. So they've got to, uh, you know, write you a ticket just in case, like like the thing in Texas. You know, um, people uh, that they have to have a fee to pay for the uh, the risk, maybe fee for what for for risk? You say. Yeah, it's some kind of risk management. When if if you're not identified or or if you are identified and there's a charge because they're responsible for you, then it's to cover their butts just in case something goes wrong. There's a there's a fund. It's funded. Yeah, it's funded, but usually the surety, the insurety, the surety, will be the principal, the responsible party, and we, we oh, you and me, the man, always step up as the surety, whether we know it or not, for for that, our name, that entity. And uh, corporations, the, the founders are very smart. They separate themselves from that corporation, and, and they have a surety, usually a surety bond or, or insurance for the corporation if the corporation uh, harms somebody. They they definitely separate the the founder of a corporation will separate himself from that corporation for sure usually but there are what limited LLCs and stuff where the the owner can say if he's just a small business he can say I'll be liable up to a certain amount you know up to a certain point and only for certain things I'll be liable so that he doesn't have to. Uh, uh, get all these, uh, you know, surety bonds and, you know, corporate insurance policies and all this stuff. I was think- you, real quick, when you do business with that guy, that's why it has to say LLC after that business name so that you know, well, if something bad happens, he might not have the funds to make me whole again. And that's the risk that we take if we do business or another corporation takes if we do business like with an LLC or a smaller uh, entity. Excuse me, Aaron. What does LLC mean? I, I, I've heard it before, but I can't remember. I mean, it stands L-C. for Limited Liability Corporation. Okay, thank you. Thank you. 
Okay. And then truck and it's limited liability carrier, I think. All, all right. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, I get the idea. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Stand yeah. uh, I would want to see somebody with unlimited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the shenanigans that go on in courts when you talk about being responsible for you. How can a prosecutor on one side have you on the other side, but yet they can enter a plea for you? And it's usually, it's most always not guilty because they can't say you're guilty, pay the fine. They always say not guilty. Yeah. Well, how, how could they enter a plea for you if uh, it's almost like they're saying they're responsible for you, but then they don't want to be at the same time? Well, see, Roddy, and here we go back in the common law, like Carl's way, like you wouldn't even have anybody entering a plea for you. You just even wouldn't go that route. No, thank you. I don't want. I don't want to enter a plea, and I, you don't. You just don't do that. What we're doing here in common law is either you know we're making a claim. Someone makes a claim against you, and or you make a claim back. Um, we don't even want to enter pleas. Like pleas is totally, um, you know, administrative, right? Forget well, about. I was just. We don't I was just wondering. We don't if even process- want to talk. Please, at least I don't. <laughs> I'm wondering if a prosecutor enters a plea for you and they're... I wouldn't want to do that. Just, no. That why, why, why wouldn't they defend your honor at the same time, you know? Say, well, I'm going to battle the court. Green. Entering a plea is right against my green. Well, because the, the administrative system is is not law or, you know, it's nothing about law and fairness and... and uh, and guilty, not guilty. It's it's the agreement that we signed that that okay. Here's the rules we're going to follow. These rules were established by the legislature. They're enforced by the executive branch, police department, and any disputes are heard or are, are administrated by the judicial quasi judicial uh, branches set up specifically for this this. Um, Department, Department of Motor Vehicles, licensing, all that has nothing to do with the actual legislative, executive, judicial branches of the government. Uh, again, they just copied the form and the names. And in that agreement we signed, I haven't seen it, I haven't looked for it, but I guarantee you that we signed on to be administered. And the, the prosecutor... He's a prosecutor in name only. He's actually just a a, a party to the court. The, the court itself is the judge, the prosecutor, and the the policy. And when we appear, when we appear there in that court, we are granting the court, not just one prosecutor, not just the judge or anything. We're granting the court full administrative rights and. Exactly. Okay. And so that's that's why they can do that in my mind. I'm just trying to roll it over. Like why? You know, how does that work? I haven't really researched it, but guaranteed, okay. it's it just common you. Yeah. It makes common sense. Like if someone, you know, if you're going to have a meeting in your home, and you say, "Okay, everybody, I want you to come to a meeting in my home," and uh, you. You come into my home and you take your shoes off at my door and uh, you take your coats off and you hang them up in, the, in my closet 
and we came in, we're going to have a meeting, so, you know, there's going to be somebody that's going to be the administrator, and we're going to have a chit-chat sort of thing, and and whatever, yeah, so if you go to somebody else's house, and you're going to have a meeting, yeah, so same as these courts and stuff like that, you know, so unless we can address them and say, okay, um, why do you need me, um, you know, um, what purpose uh, have you called me here for? Yeah, so... Yeah. And the, once we appear, the process changes to the administrative process, uh, also called civil procedure. And the rules of civil procedure and the administrative process are totally different from the common law due process, which is exactly what you said, Sonia. You know, why did you, who are you calling here, first of all? Why did you call me here? Who do you think I am? You know, basic questions like that, which that's what I was uh, researching this week. Is We are supposed to do that before you appear, because once you appear, we are granting that administrative process to, to start rolling, and that's what they do, you know, they they do it day in, day out. But we do have the minimum, minimum, I believe, 14 days um, to to settle with our char- the, the, the charging entity, whoever's charging us. There has to be a name attached somewhere, and you could even, uh, I believe you could even address that to the judge. You're, you're not... You're not blaming the judge or doing it, you know, saying the judge is bad. You're just saying, look, judge, here, here's the charge I got from this entity, and I got some questions first, you know. Yeah. Here, here. Here's some issues I have, dear judge. Could you please uh, look this over? Yeah, what what authority does this entity have to even invite me here into your court? You know, all this stuff, and the judge will make them, will make them answer. Yeah. If they don't answer, the process stops right there. A great process, great process, because if we uh, give the judge the the information beforehand, um, the judge has got time to consider it, and then uh, when it comes time for court, uh, hopefully, you know, he's got uh, an answer, like, right off the hop, right? Yeah, exactly. If um, It's kind of like this, too. If we just appear, you know, we, we get the ticket and we all go home and complain about it and then court date comes and we, you know, we appear and they call our name, we stand up. That's basically saying everything on that ticket is true. Everything from the name to the entities to the address to the charge to the fine to the to the vehicle. I mean, everything is true. And uh, and what, just by appearing, that's the presumption, and it's real hard to rebut that presumption when we actually went there and stood up and said, "I'm here, hello," right? So that's why they give us the the time. That's why they they don't give it to us. That's why the time is written into the law yeah. of process that uh, we have two weeks to to settle with thy thy brother, settle with thy thy charger. And uh, make him prove, basically, prove that uh, you you make him prove that he has even any authority to charge you with anything. All right? 
what 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 record is he using to charge you what what agreement is he using to to identify you and charge you and all this stuff yep. and so uh but that's where uh, it makes sense that we should do that before we appear because appearing would be like um you know I don't know how to say this like if if a group of people in front of me and I say whoever wants a million dollars stand up and they do I'm kind of obligated to uh to give them what they want, right? Yeah. And so when the court says if you're here to be administered stand up and then I stand up the, the court's kind of obligated to give me what I what I want. Now this <laughs> and, is this would be where the uh am I echoing no, not really. Sounds weird on my flip phone. Um, this is for the uh, when you try to settle the matter with the uh, principal, you give them notice and ask them questions. This, I think, this is where the uh, come forth with the contract would uh, come into play. Mhm. That's right. I think when Mike talks about Mike Miller talks about, you know, where's the agreement? Where's the contract I signed? You know, do I don't even know you? you the the parties generally have to have knowledge of each other whenever you go to court for anything, right? Like, I, I can't just say that the guy walking across the street over there that I see owes me money because he's going to go to court. But I don't even know this guy. Like what Does this guy have any evidence that he knows me? And if I can't prove it, then uh, the judge is going to lean pretty much towards I'm making a false claim, Right. Uh, I have no witnesses that say I know this guy or anything. So when Mike says, like, show me the contract, you know, the driver's license agreement or whatever it is, if they don't bring that in, um, that's cutting off one of the, their authorities or, or legs to stand on, you know, because uh, you have no connection with, with the state if they can't show a connection. Is that is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Something like that. Show that. Show the agreement. Who are you uh, accusing? Do we have an agreement? And also, if you use the process server to the principal or whomever, uh, would you CC it and file it into the uh, court case, or uh, or just in a copy of the uh, citation with the uh, with the process server? Uh, after after the um, confirmation of service comes back, whoever you have serve it, and they'll get a confirmation of service. I think it would be a good idea to to file a copy of that and the information you served, a copy of the information you served into the court case or even the judge's file. I, I, I don't know too much about getting information directly back to the judge, but in a legal process, I'm sure the court clerk would know how to do that. From what I've seen, you uh, the, the the number at the top of the citation is the case number, and you would uh, have the clerk file that into that case. And from what I saw with my last year, that takes precedent over everything. The judge even said, we have a notice here. It's yeah. because I filed it with the clerk, and she handed it to the judge to read first and foremost. Yeah, it, it, it would definitely be honorable and give the court notice of the of the process that you were taking a step on, right? The first step was the stop and the citation, and now it's your move, and you have two options. You can wait and agree by appearing, or you can ask questions. 
and uh, waiting and appearing is pretty much uh, remaining silent, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know what others know and what you're talking now. So it's it's a scheme. It's a, it's a beautiful scheme. It really is. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful scheme. It's a huge money involved. But we remember, we are the matrix. We we created that by by signing on to something. You know, whether it be the for driving, the license, title, registration, all this stuff. So, and the the idea though, like you, where where you do drive commercially, and uh, man, it, it's real important to separate yourself from that entity when you are not driving commercially. You know, because the system doesn't have a mind, it cannot think, it doesn't know anything except what you tell it. And so, um, for for professional drivers to separate their professional life from their private life, you know, I think is real important now after we've been talking, you know, about all this stuff for a long time. So, um, in my case, where I'm not a professional driver, I can't believe how... I, I or most people were were enticed into just going and getting the license and titling everything and signing up for all this stuff. You know, there's not one commercial on TV or the government doesn't send us letters saying, oh, you better go get a license or anything. It's, it's born and bred in schools, first of all, because most of us have driving class. But even the, even the class doesn't tell you to go out and get a license. They just say, well, if you do... At least now you have some certification that you went through a class. You know, but nobody tells us to do that. So um, in your yep. case, you know, separating yourself, I think, is really important. We mentioned that before. The school systems are there because you got to create a perfect corporate citizen. It's doing pretty good yeah. doing that. Yeah. And Make and sure your all- citizens are trained. Yeah, it's also kind of necessary, too. It creates order. It creates uh, similarity. Everyone's the same, very easy to administrate, very easy to to control and create order. So there's a benefit to it also because for everyone that's not listening to this call, I hope they do have a driver's license and insurance and driver training and all this stuff because they're going to be out on the same road that all, everyone on this call is going to be on, and uh, and they're going to be they're going to be going down the road not even thinking about this stuff, not even thinking about someone, you know, turning a corner, you know, because they have insurance and they don't they really don't think about this stuff. So I think it really helps to have a a citizenry that is administered. It's called free. You mentioned the school was free. It makes sense, too, that uh, if these corporations are paying for it, they're, they're the taxpayers, the citizens, and you know whoever's liable is paying for this system that we call free, then it only makes sense that it be considered free if it's a requirement by that corporate system to uh, have that training. Yeah. And education, public education is a, <coughs> what do you call that? It's um, not mandatory, compulsory. Compulsory. I think I've looked up that word. It means basically mandatory, but only for a certain status of people, such as residents or, you know, uh, 
people who who want limited liability. Well, then you got to be educated. You know, all all this the certain status of people must go to public school, and we are born into that system of being immature states. Our parents are immature states on record, and the system is like, you better send that uh, send that little immature state to one of our schools because obviously you can't handle educating them. So. Yeah, they want to call it truancy. Yeah, and that would create disorder if we had a bunch of uneducated, immature states running around, (laughs) even though it kind of seems like that is... But that's what's happening today, sadly, but it's... I think it's probably because of, uh, um, what do you call that, lust or uh, things you desire. The corporate system is destroying itself because they'll admit most problems... Uh, economically or because of people's health. So they poison you with crap fast food and uh, put it in your uh, water. So uh, thank you. Yep. We, we want you to be respectable and smart. So here's here's some fluoride in your water. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <clears throat> that stuff that stuff I was researching this week about uh, going in early b- before your appearance and, and and uh, starting your process or actually taking the next step in the process is actually called an abatement. And I've heard Carl talk about that a long time ago. Uh, I never looked into it. And then I was watching some YouTube and research, and another guy mentioned uh, the abatement. And so I looked it up, and the original form of the abatement was called the common law abatement because before all the statutory legislation crap, all there was was common law. So it's called the common law abatement, and it has, in the legislative world, the common law abatement has been um, abolished in the legislative world and moved into the administrative process, not not due process, administrative process and civil uh, code of civil procedure, and they call it discovery. That's what discovery is, and that happens in the in that legislative world. It happens after appearance, after jurisdiction is granted, after you know all all your plea happens after all that, because that's the that's the best way to keep control of the corporate world, the fiction world. You know, is to to if there's if there's an action against a fictional entity, you the, the process has to be heard completely. But but man can question the process first. A quick point: if anyone has doubts on the name, how you're using the uh, name created for you, how important it is to uh, create your own vessel to operate as. Uh, only you have rights to it, if you will, is because if anybody remembers the uh, the Olympic athlete Bruce Jenner, who was uh, accused of, I think, killing somebody while drunk, if they were to go after Bruce Jenner today, they wouldn't be able to find him because uh, there's only Caitlyn Jenner. And I think the system makes a mockery of it or makes fun of it by putting on the news that he's uh, now a woman but I think they're 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 doing that to cover up the underlying truth that 
if he were to still identify himself as Bruce Jenner, then he would be arrested and then probably in prison for those murders or those those crimes that he committed. Mm-hmm. But now he now he is uh, Caitlyn Jenner, and uh, he can you know he can only be identified with what he does under that name now. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner has done no wrong yet. But his uh, his legal corporate name, I'm sure that's what it was. Is uh, yeah, they're they're looking for that one. Yeah, and that that goes into a good point that uh, you you we have one name, uh, but there's a duality. One is the let's say the Christian name that our parents gave us, and one is the the fictional uh, legal name that is created for us. Uh, by the state, and if I want to change that legal name, I have to go through the legal process to do it, and that will be on the record and still followed. You know, if if Aaron, if Aaron, the legal Aaron commits a crime, and then I change my name to Eric, it's going to be on record that I change my name, and Eric will still be charged. But I could I could change my Christian name anytime I want. Um, all I have to do is is change it and give my fellow men and women notice and maybe even uh, just give, whenever I go to apply for something, if I choose to apply for a government thing, just give them notice. And uh, there's no law that says you can't change your Christian name. And there, but there are laws that say you how to change your legal name. So I, I wonder what uh, Bruce Jenner did there and how he separated that, uh, <coughs> that those two entities. I wonder if it's something to do with the biological um, state he was in, he or she was in. Because if he totally transformed his body and his person, I wonder if that's a different process, you know what I mean? Some more- Someone knows how to use the legal system because there's probably a clause like if if they if you're identified by the legal system as a man with that name, <clears throat> if you change the name, if the system recognizes gender transformations or whatever, mm-hmm. if you change your gender, then that their their clause they have they have you know it totally obliterates their uh, their system. They they can't access you because you've changed the, the legally changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> and they got to be specific. If it says, we're going after the name and and the gender, yeah. well, if you change the name and the gender, they got nothing. Yeah. That's right. Well, that, it kind of goes like what Carl says about the WWF or whatever, right? When Vince McMahon just changed the name. Uh, but but he didn't just change the name. He he changed the whole s- setup, right? I mean, everything was rewritten, even though it might have been written similar, but it was all re- it was a new entity, basically. And that that kind of sounds like what uh, Bruce did. Yeah, they they tried to say it was a copyright infringement with the World Wildlife uh, Foundation (WWF). Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then they started coming out with don't try this at home clauses, you know, on their videos. Yeah.
It's a big coup d'etat going on in Turkey right now. What's that? The military is taking over Turkey. The Turkish military went to the capital. Uh, they going, they're thinking about taking it over? Not thinking about it. They're dropping bombs and shit on it. The Turkish military dropped the bomb on the Turkish capital? Yeah. Tell me more. Is it like a coup? Are they tired of the, the corruption? It's a coup. Military coup in Turkey and the uh, the Edragon or whatever. He's on TV now. He's in a hiding place or a hiding office. That's just what they're showing. I don't know where, where it is really it, is. Is this because he uh, violated some fiduciary duty? Is this one of those... Uh, is Turkey one of the lands where they were saying, come on in, the Islamic terrorists, and take over the country? We don't give a crap? I don't know what's going on over there. But... Yeah, it's definitely got something to do with business and fiduciary duties. I I uh, don't like it, but uh, a good good old fashioned uh, righteous coup has its place. Yeah, that's right. I think it's just me and you on this call, buddy. No, it's just you. I'm not here. Okay. I got a, yeah, you know, I got two phones. One to be private and one to use. You know, so I was using my uh, new cheaper phone. So I hope it's all right. Right now, you're using it. Yeah. 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 yeah I just okay. lo- I, I logged out a while ago and dialed up on this one. But yeah, I, th- I think Turkey. I don't have the inside scoop, of course. Yeah, I have to trust Fox News, of course. But. Mm-hmm. uh but uh, yeah, good old fashioned coup. If 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 you if you're being told to do stand down and all this stuff and allowing your because even though you have a duty, you're still a man or you're still a people, right? Mm-hmm. And if if you followed every order or didn't do something you knew was right, then it would it would be just as bad on the other end. So sometimes a good good disobedience uh, has its place. I was. Uh, I told you on another call, but I actually did this. I was sending out notices to uh, Dallas PD and others. I said uh, something simple on the the social networks, just uh, simply contact legal. And I put a question mark on the end of this, by the way. Check with the district attorney and the attorney general about indictments against funders uh, of these uh these groups that cause riots, you know, and cause uh, chaos and disinformation. Mm-hmm. It could be George Soros, Al Sharpton, whomever, but start doing it. The people who fund it, people who promote it, because you know who they are. So there's somebody behind the scenes doing this, orchestrating this, just go after them for inciting riots. You know, whatever's on the books, whatever's legal, do it. And it'll yeah. shut this whole thing down. Yep. You know, let, let them know that the people locally or the persons, regardless, persons or people are behind them because we, you know, we've seen enough of this crap. Yeah, I would rather, I would have, I would rather have a cop allegedly shoot somebody, allegedly shoot somebody random, you know, randomly once a year, than a mob out there not, you know, not yeah. having the proper information. A mob out there protesting and blocking the streets and burning houses down. We can't have that. Yeah, exactly. 
we we got to move forward instead of move backwards. Middle door, drop it. Huh? Uh, back up the way for him? Middle door, drop it. Dude, I wasn't I wasn't muted when I was talking. No, we heard you. Jeez Louise, I'm failing on my uh strategy here. Normally I'm quiet. Good thing it wasn't like perverted on a talk show. <laughs> no, you were public but National News. Roddy K said this on there. <laughs> Roddy K is going to the mill door. No, I'd like to hear more points, you know, I I've been critical over over the year of certain guests and they always revert back to it's the birth certificate and the Illuminati and stuff and I mean, you get on Skype and you even try to tell them to look locally for this certain information and they just don't do it well, and it's right it. there everything that we search for is is there yep that's right it makes sense you just gotta look I mean you know can run around and say, I'm a man, I'm a woman, send a notice. Well, what does the record say? Because we're all going by the record. And I was thinking about that recently, you know, about the earth being a, a record. Yeah. That's what we are. Our brains are little records. Yeah. We're keeping a record of everything that happens on this planet. You know, maybe there's some alien force out there. Who knows? But we're just getting a record of everything that goes on here to maybe, to maybe see if we want to stay on this planet or move to another one one day. It's all a record. Mm-hmm. And the powers that be will come back, you know, Nibiru or whatever, and say, hey, that's a good record. I'm going to keep this one. <laughs> well, it, it'd be, you've heard the, you know, let's say, he who controls the past controls the present, whatever. But the the record is the past, and it could be considered the present, and it could and it is used to control the future. So the cool thing is about being able to make a record is that whoever makes it can can use that to control their future. All right. So if I make the a record, vehicle, yeah, yeah. If I make a record that I'm a person, driver, taxpayer, resident, blah blah. If I make that record, it's it's going to be used to control my future. But if I make a the proper record. <clears throat> or even a uh, a um, higher record, let's say, um, then I can use that to control my future, and uh, it's it's quite simple, but it's very important. Whom do you say you are? I am Roddy K. Carpenter. Hey, we need carpenters. Come on over here. Yeah. You say you're a carpenter, and well, we're not going to you know write you a ticket for being a driver, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Carl. What's up, baby? (laughs) Yeah, Aquila, go ahead. Aquila, speak. Hi, everybody. How are you? Hi, Aquila. 
No, I, I'm just listening, actually. Uh, I'm enjoying what I hear, so I'm just going to continue to listen, I guess. Do you have any questions? We've said a lot. Oh, not at this time, no. Okay. Yeah, like if Aquila suddenly said, I'm not Aquila. But we all know her as Aquila. You know, we get certain signatures, voice, patterns, you know, nuances. Mm-hmm. If she was to say she's Cheyenne or Janine, they would throw a, a wrench into the whole thing. You know, we'd be confused, you know, what's going on here. So I think that's how the system looks at it. How, how do you identify yourself? We recognize you as so-and-so. And if we don't recognize you, then you're either an outsider or you're a newcomer, and we'll welcome you, as long as you give proper notice, you know. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, well, I changed my name, it'd be different. That'd be me. Yeah, because that would probably That's be... That's name change. Yeah, and there'd probably be notice. Well, the honorable thing would to do would be to give us all notice, and I think you would, so it wouldn't create any disorder. Well, I might not. Well, you are out of order, young lady. (laughs) I was thinking about the ancient system and the records you mentioned, how beautiful it was, the elites or whomever back in the day says, dang it, this is a good system right here. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. They still honor it today, but... uh, I mean, just imagine you and I sit around. Hey, it's a good system. Everything's uh, everything's thought out. This will work right here. Something we all recognize amongst each other. And and you get together with like back in the day before there were things called states. It was just a small county or group of people. The people, you know, yeah, authorized everything. And this little group of people, whomever they got their uh, information from or the system from, created this beautiful. Uh, it's just, it's it's amazing. I would like to go back and just, you know, some people want to go see Jesus or the dinosaurs. I want to go, I want to go look at the creation of this, uh, this order out of chaos, if you will. It's, it's, it's immaculate to think about it. So like a group of people get together and said, this is how it's going to be for generations. And it's, it's just amazing. Because yeah. when you look, look on the documents, it says state of, or this state. Well, I am this state, the state. You know, the state created it. The man, we authorized it. It's, it's also interesting if you think about the word county. You know, it, it, it means the jurisdiction of a count. And a count is is someone throughout history who is noble, honorable, respectable, accountable. You know, all these good qualities. And that's that's you and me, you know, that's what the people are supposed to be. We're all counts. Is that a parishioner too? Could be. Now, they, so the, the area in which these people lived, um, it's regional, right? We They, they created areas like um, homesteads, you know, people all work together in certain areas and created what are called counties. And um, on the larger scale, if you think of the word country, the the first five letters are C O U N T count and then R Y at the end. 
So even on the large scale, country, it's just a collection of counties. That's all it is. And the the state of those counties would be, um, you know, on a slightly larger scale of, of territory, how all the counties want to in- interact with each other inside a defined area would be called the, the basically the state, state of mind, the state of being, how, how, the, how all these people interact. It's quite simple. Mm. Well, I had one, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, I used to work for them, and they changed the company, but they kept the initials, KFC. So it's really like just KFC. For example, my brother's name is Jim, just J-I-M. A lot of people think his name is James. They ask him all the time. But really his name is just Jim. So KFC is just KFC. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. But they, you know, a lot of people still think it is. That's not. I think KFC is also a DBA, doing business as. So the franchise, the franchises are called KFCs, where the parent company, or if it hasn't been bought out by some other investors, would would be Kentucky Fried Chicken, like on the record. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how or why they changed it from Kentucky Fried to KFC. Whether it's for ease of use, but they did have to file a doing business as because they did not create a whole new corporation called KFC. I'm guessing. So I don't know. I just know uh, when I was working for them and how they changed it for some reason, but I don't know why. That's some really good information you mentioned there, uh, phase one earlier. Uh, Colin mentioned, uh, what do you call that? Affirmative defense? Mm-hmm. Like if he was, if you, if you had to go all in, uh, that's, that would be what that was called, an affirmative defense. Like uh, sending your notice to the proper one first. Ask questions, yeah. you're, you're asking. But, but Colin, remember, remember the two systems. Colin was doing it in the civil procedure world after appearance, right? Where, where the man, the, the system still gives the man a chance to step forward first and ask those same questions to stop the process. Say, look, you're, you're, you're charged here. I need to know exactly who you're charged and who you think I am. Why do you think that? What authority do you have to even think that? Do I know you? What you know? Explain yourself. Explain the charge. Explain who you are. What connection do I have with you? And can you prove it? And the the judge's duty. Remember, judges. Carl always talks about they wear two hats and crap. That's the only time that he will he will stand by his oath and honor the due process clause. What's this man doing in my court? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, you wouldn't even be in their court because uh, unless you are obligated by a record to be there, th- then you have to show up. Other- and, uh, otherwise, a warrant will be issued, which is also due process, right? And that's when the judge is following his constitutional oath, right, to, to uphold the Constitution is-, is at that time, before appearance. Once, once we appear, 
it moves into the administrative process. The uh, the 14 days before that is, I guess you could consider that the common law court battle of paperwork. Real quick, answer questions, prove it. Otherwise, I ain't showing up for crap. But if you can, I'll honorably show up and take my punishment because I'm a man and that's what we do. Yeah, this is also applicable when they want to see the original notes, some of these foreclosures that you usually hear about. That would suck if they actually did show up with a... I mean, well, actually, that's what they use in court. They'll show up with a copy of your driver's license and say, here it is. Yep, yep, exactly. And at that time, it's too late because we we used our feet. You know, you people, you say you vote with your feet. We, we voted to be administered by walking into that courtroom at the at the appearance date. And once we appear and we stand up, we are claiming to be surety for the entity that's being charged. And it's real hard to dispute that once you're standing there as the surety. You know, once we stood up and said, I'm here. Yeah, I think it's wise earlier you mentioned that uh, this was the procedure someone would use is to get Get this information on the record in front of the judge and try to get it to the prosecutor because some systems are, you know, if they, if they have all the evidence they need, they don't even care what you put into the court. They don't care about your notices. If you had them a driver's license, that's all they need. Yeah. But uh, if, if if they're charging you, if you're not a licensed driver, but, you know, your status of, you know, whomever is affirmed, and they're trying to bring you into their process, then, yeah, you definitely want to make sure the judge has it, or try to get it to the prosecutor. But yeah, they 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 will, they'll definitely be looking for something if they if they did make a false charge. Sure. And, and charge for entity. Yeah, it goes right into how Mike talks about Walmart or the Boy Scouts. You know, if Walmart brings serves process against me and makes all these claims that I I I stocked the shelves wrong in Walmart, or I did, you know I pushed the carts wrong, that's my time the very first 14 days to settle it with Walmart, what we would call, let's say, man-to-man. You would settle it with the manager, whoever's charging you, the the president of Walmart uh, doing business as Walmart. You settle it with that man and say, prove your claim quickly and uh, show it to the judge because the judge is going to determine whether or not Walmart would have standing to charge me. Remember, equality under the law is paramount. That both parties have to have equal standing. And if uh, if Walmart doesn't stand as a man and, and can't prove it, they have no standing to charge me. But if but if I, on the other hand, stand as a as a fictional character entity, which is side by side with Walmart, then I can be charged. We, the judge will make the determination. Oh yeah, here's the record. You you are a Walmart employee. Here's your badge. You know, we have witnesses that say you work here. Here's your time card. Here's all this stuff. So you best get into this court. Otherwise, we're going to issue a warrant. You follow? You know what I mean? Absolutely. I was talking to someone recently about when someone sends a notice to your county or the court clerk for your county. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I was hurt, I was mentioning Carl. I heard Carl mention talking about probate hearing, like you can go in and request a hearing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's applicable, the same with the uh, 14 days 
to see, like, if, if I work for a company and I'm the one sending this notice to your county clerk, I think I think I'm the one that's liable for it if I put it on the record. Yeah, yeah. So so I would like to look into that actually about how to uh, get those hearings or what's the what's the process like make that bastard come forth and prove whatever it is they're alleging. Well, the the information that I was talking about researching this week is called the common law abatement or or even the plea plea in abatement. Meaning, I'm pleading to make this void unless this dude can prove he can charge me. And uh, to abate that will, me, yeah, That's abate where a contract or a first-hand knowledge would come in. Exactly. And so uh, in, the, in the due process process, that's the first two weeks. As long as it's not a violent crime, a true crime, murder you know, with witnesses and all, and all that stuff, you know, that that's a different story because uh, you're moving into criminal indictment, you know, the, the you're you actually indicted. People, a bunch of people got together and said, yep, he did it, bring him in now. So you don't have the chance to do a plea in abatement because uh, you, you, you're going to face your accuser anyway in, in a criminal case, usually a true crime case. But, uh, yeah, the uh what what did you just talk about? Oh, the probate. Well, to probate something means to prove, to to bait, like an abatement, to yeah. abate means to prove, prove it's true, right? Fess up. Let's go. Man to man, let's let's box it out real quick before we go into the administrative process or whatever court you're going, being called into. And uh so probate, depending on how the probate courts were created in your state, uh, I think here in Texas, the probate court is a constitutionally created court, and probably in most states they are, but they probably also have a legislative-style probate court for trusts and legislative, legislatively controlled or created entities. Because right? remember, they're two separate things. If, if man wants to prove something to another man, um, prob a probate court is a is a good place to do it because the judge is there just as referee to to review the record. Who's got the highest record? Who's got the highest proof? And but the but a man cannot prove anything against Walmart because Walmart has no standing against a man, right? So that. You'd be wasting your time. You 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 either have to lower your status to go against Walmart, or the judge will say failure to state a claim, which relief can be granted, like like uh, like they did to Carl on that one case he had, because Carl was trying to come into man against the Human Resources Department, and they they said, well, you can't do that. The, the entities are not equal here. What about if it's the amount they're alleging? Well, could you accept that as face value and charge them? I believe that's where uh, eye for an eye comes in. If someone's alleging you owe a certain amount of money, isn't that document, aren't you, uh, can't you secure that yourself and you'd be entitled to it if they can't prove it? Uh, the the order that's attached after the demand, the, dem the demand is the questions, right? I demand to know this, this, this. And then the, the order, which is after that, is if you can't answer all this, here's what I want. And obviously, eye for eye is a good thing. Maybe some people even say up to three times damages. 
If you can't prove this and you're out there charging me and, and if I go back out on the road, there's a risk of you, another one of your agents pulling me over and charging me again, I want three times whatever you were going to charge me. So it's a negotiable instrument. Uh, the, the, the plea and abatement? No, I'm talking about a citation or anything someone's alleging. It's a negotiable instrument. You can, uh, I think that's what they call accepted for value, really. Sure. It's kind of administratively negotiable because you can negotiate with the judge or even the prosecutor, you know, what they call, what do they call that when you, uh, when you plea down, right? You... You say, okay, I'll I'll do three days community service and a lower fine, but I'll plead guilty, right? Oh, I was thinking though a reason. If I was talking to uh, Angela Stark recently about this, about just go call the call the bastards out. But I think the reason not only is there security fraud, but the reason a uh, say Internal Revenue agents agent can send a notice of a lien because it's not really a lien. They send notice, and it can sit there for years, and they'll never act on it because they have. I think you can do the same thing once you realize something's wrong here. I mean, it can go for years, and as soon as you want to, you can go request a uh, come prove this. Yeah, it makes sense. But they don't give you thirty days. It, it just sit there for yeah, like a, a year. I, I think the common law practice was 14 days. That's minimum. Unless, of course, I request sooner, right? Like, if I want my hearing to be tomorrow, I can request it. If I want my appearance to be the next day, I can request that. And, the, you know, they're like, all right, show up and appear, you person. That'll be fine. But default, and it might depend on the state or whatever, but I think default is at least two weeks, maybe even 21 days um, before you are called in to an administrative court for appearance, because that's the, that's your time to, to settle it uh, properly by due process. It has to be served, not filed. You, like you can't walk into the court and say, "File this with the judge." God damn it! The the, the system doesn't recognize that uh, we are not legal entities. You know, we're not lawyers. That's why I think a lot of those notices and stuff, or all of them, are getting. Basically, it, they're being stamped received, but not filed for sure. They're not stamped filed, and uh, and they're not heard in court. They have no standing in court uh, because it, they were done out of process. They weren't served properly, and uh, due due process is uh, very important. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution. Man, I wish we could have a call or several of them where the gurus are on, but uh, we all break it down and make it make sense. It's got to make sense. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, we, I think between you and I, we've helped make it make sense for us, but uh, a lot of stuff is uh, still not parsed out with, uh, like, those who, <laughs> those who say, I want to notice the world when they're putting it into, like, a private or corporate court, they're not noticing the world at all. No, you might be noticing a file, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it's not even on the freaking docket. Like if someone wants to research a case, like a traffic case, and wants want to represent you, it wouldn't even be in there. No, exactly. And uh, you remember when I went and tried to file file that affidavit at the county clerk? 
and she basically rejected me. Well, sure. Makes yeah, it makes sense now that I I probably didn't do it properly. Um, what if I served her, served the county clerk with instructions on what to do with that affidavit? I guarantee she she would probably do it. I, I'm just thinking about the process and, and how strict the system actually is, which is good. Well, what would she have done? Dispatch the uh, county uh, officer to go do it? Well, if she could, if she didn't file it, she would definitely have to write write a response why, a legal response, and then that legal response I could take to a probate judge, let's say, or some, you know, and say, is this proper? Did I follow the proper process? Did she follow the proper process? And someone could could a a professional a judge could make that decision instead of me arguing over the counter with her. Right, because it would all be legal process, due process. Yeah, a system, a system that they uh, recognize, which, which uh, ultimately, if you look at it, everything we do is uh, by uh, by our own will, mm-hmm. our own deeds. So they're kind of snickering in the back, and it's it's just part of the system to keep things secret too. Is uh, you signed up for it, you should have known better. We can only do what you want because it's your will. You know, we can't argue with you and. And they might give you a wink, wink, nudge, nudge on occasion, but basically they're saying you wanted it. Or you should know better. A man would know better. A king would know better. That's right. A king would definitely know better than to go ask permission or something. Yeah, you you made your decision before measuring everything out first. That's on you, dude. Yeah. A a king would know better before going to ask permission to do anything, except for... You know, stuff like this where if I'm a king and you're a king and I want to drive a big old big rig full of fuel down the the road that you use, I should probably ask you if that's okay and we should come up with some rules and agreements and standards about that activity. And that's exactly what the state does. That's why I have to ask permission to be a commercial driver or airline pilot. Have my people... Contact your people. That's right. The state says, (laughs) all these other kings say you can do that, but you have to do it this way because it could be dangerous. And the state is here to protect all these other kings and queens out here. Yeah, I was thinking about the Pope. Uh, We mentioned this before about sending in notice first. How how come, uh, well, with the president, it's different, but how come they can sit in your whole community for a freaking Pope? Because he's sending notice for one thing, and it's um, he's recognized as uh, many of the persons are, are you know cherish this this character. Mm-hmm. So if you send a notice first, they think it's uh, it's uh, a proper to uh, uh, to uh, welcome uh, someone's king yet, you know. Where, where, what did you say? Sending the Pope a notice about what? You know, the Pope. How, do they, how does a community just shut down traffic or direct traffic and crowd control for a Pope? It's because he's a cherished member of the community, you know, the certain people, and he sends notice first, and the, the, the city welcomes the, 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 the people, you know, the people's king. Yes, and uh, if you really think about it, if... It, without religion, there would just be government. 
And guess how fast government would would just squash the shit out of people. In, I mean, a hundred times more than we already allow them to do. Because religion is the basis of philosophy and law and control and basic commandments and rules and ethics and morals. Religion is the basis for that, which creates a situation where a government, a governmental entity, can be created. So without religion, without the Pope, government knows that it would not exist. Because, like you just said, the Pope is a it's basically a notice to the people that religion still exists. I don't know if uh, the Pope talks directly to God or not, but just the the image of the church, the image of religion, and the the uh, protection of the word is vitally important. Otherwise, governments will just run ransack, like you see in some countries where there is no religion, and you have. Uh, Massive slaughtering of people, you know, governments stealing everything, and basically very poor, poor countries because one entity, a government, cannot exist without people. And uh, for some reason, they think they can just go out and kill all the people and they're just going to be rich and happy, but it doesn't work that way. I wonder what it would take for certain certain people, like uh, let's say you're Great Britain and your neighbors to the north, south, east, or west are, are oppressed. I wonder how many people it would take to say uh, to send a to send a notice to just write them a letter to the British uh, government and say uh, we the people of this territory are oppressed and we do not like the king we have. Will you come and uh, offer us aid? I, I bet they would. I bet that's how it's been done for for ages. Uh, they'll come in and say, okay, if you agree to, a, I mean, you, you called on us and you recognize that we have a good system. So if you'll if you'll agree to uh, follow our uh, legislative rules, we'll come in and uh, rescue you. You'll be a citizen. We'll take over that territory. Yeah, that's what the Romans did, right? The, the Romans didn't always conquer by force. They conquered by acceptance and uh, just presence. And so um, the the Romans would come into an area and, and offer offer citizenship, Roman citizenship. And uh, and if the people agreed because the Roman system was better than the one they were living under, whether it offered more services or you know the money was more stable or whatever it was, if the people agreed, the Romans would set up an office there, and the people would become quasi-administered. They'd be they'd be citizens, but they they liked it. And so most of the Roman expansion was not done directly by force. Because um, usually force doesn't get very far, as I think we can see in the past uh, 20 years of American imperialism. No, I was listening. It's a good strategy. Yeah, the, the Mongol Empire did that too. Genghis Khan, when he supposedly uh, <clears throat> controlled most of all, all of Asia from China all the way over to Europe. Yeah, the story says that he did it peacefully and said, uh, you know, we're coming in and we want to do business. This is our system. If you'd like to join it, you can. If, if not, 
don't 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 bother us. Just continue your way, and we'll continue our way. And a lot of the people signed on to it, agreed, basically pledged allegiance. And uh, and it worked for a while until the actual the territory was too big to control, so the Mongol Empire fell. Same with the Roman Empire too, actually. I'm eating. <laughs> you're not a driver right now. You're an eater. I was trying to get used to this new phone. It picks up uh, more noise on the line. I don't know if my plug is plugged in all the way. It's just the way it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great it's a great system to uh, as we've been talking about. <clears throat> it's not a really a hostile takeover, it's just to offer a better product, you know, whatever the people want. Mm-hmm. That's how you get people, when they see you're doing good and everything's good and you're taken care of, they'll be like, hey, I want to be like that one. And the, the fight between government and religion is, uh, I mean, it, it goes back to the beginning of time, because religion is belief. Right. If I believe I live this way and I don't hurt anybody else, who, who else is to say that I can't live this way? Because, in fact, we're all equal. But the, the fight between government and religion is ages old, and it's still happening today, such as United States versus Islam. I mean, that's, that's a governmental entity versus a religion. And... Uh, it's just funny to watch because it's being it's being played on our TV like a movie when it when in fact it's it's not even a battle. You know, belief will always win over over uh, a presidential office or a secretary of state's you know policy. So the of course the government has to make it out like the the religion is bad and killing everybody and doing all this stuff, but. Uh, that that that's happened forever, you know. When the Roman Catholic Church came into new, or came in, when the Roman Catholic Rome, when the Catholic religion Christianity was spreading, kings were threatened. Right, kings were like, "Oh hell no! You, you're not going to make my people believe that they're free." And so there would be huge wars between the king, the state, and the church, and the church would always win. Because uh, pe- people do have the inherent necessity to believe versus being told what to do, you know. Except for Jeffrey. That's some good wisdom. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for Donaldson or uh, Money Mike to, to log on and disrupt. No, I think we ran them off last on Mike's call. No, Donaldson called in. Angela's call last night, and he goes into his weird questions. He, he likes to ask 20 questions in one question. Yeah. And since you brought it up, let me ask you a question about that. I don't know if they mean to do that, but I think they're uh, working in tandem to disrupt. Yeah, it definitely shows a... a uh, that they don't think for themselves, obviously. I mean, questions are good, but 
you, you only need to ask one very good question to make people think, you know what I mean? Uh, depending on what course this takes, I'm going to, I might log back in on my other phone, but I might have to log off of this one soon and charge it up. Well, I think I'm going to log off for a little bit. If anybody starts talking, just shoot me a message, all right? Yeah. I don't know, how you fall asleep? Tony's asleep, Cheyenne's asleep. I don't have access to the chat board. I can't even see who's on. I was hoping Jeffrey would be on, but... Maybe not. I still... I am stuck on that one code that I offered to him. Because, well, you know, we, we actually searched what does the book say. Mm-hmm. And I told it to him, and all, all he had to say was, "That stuff's written horribly." He just, whoever wrote that is all the way the legislature, you know, all the statutes are written, yeah, are crazy. That's all he had to say. Well, did, that too, I remember that. But did you also hear his defense to a couple of my statements, our statements, where he's like, "So." If the statute said that all people are required to have a license to to go to Walmart, would you then get a license? And my that was his question to me. And he's kind of being, you know, what do you call that, facetious or whatever. I just want to go to Walmart. My response to him was, if if that's what you know, he believes that the current statute reads that exactly that all people have to have a license to go to Walmart. So my my response to him was, why doesn't the statute say that then? Well, if it was so simple, they 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 could just the legislature could just write that, and and then it would be absolutely clear, and everyone would agree. Why doesn't it say that? And he he didn't answer because the answer is because it doesn't mean that everyone has to have a license to go to Walmart. Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah. But uh, he's, he he actually started off, he's, I think he's one of the uh, the idiots of the group, the uh, Forbes and the uh, Quat Loose people. Yeah. Well, he's only stuck on the judge's decision. And his he makes up straw man stuff like this would apply to everybody when it doesn't really say that either. It just, well, in this case, it says that's just not true. Well, and, and you... And others have the wherewithal to give more details or insight, and it stumps him. Well, not only that, but any any opinion or case law that he, he's relying on, he thinks case law is actual statute law. And so he's saying, oh, case law says this. Well, case law can be offered by a prosecution or even by a defendant to to influence a judge's decision, but it's not law. Because case law is easily rebuttable if one specific element of that case law is not exactly the same as your case, you can have it thrown out. So if it's if the case law was, uh, you know, driving a Toyota Corolla and the taillight was out and the man was charged, you, 
all, all that would have to happen is say, well, I, I was driving a 1982 Toyota Corolla, not, not a 1983, and that, that case lost garbage. It cannot be used. So it's easily rebuttable, object, uh, objectable, and uh, easily thrown out. So he, can, he he's acting like he's relying on case law, like the statute, you know, like uh, like the judge said this and the judge said that. Well, he the judge can only rule on you know based on the statutes, and he can only rule on what's presented before him. So doesn't mean his ruling is law for everybody. The judge said, like Alex Jones, the judge said this right here, and it means the the black helicopters can burst in your door and. No, dude. What does it actually say? Yeah, ju- judges don't make law. That's the legislature that makes law for a specific, very specific condition, you know, situation, activity. Like that. Dave Merlin had a good point recently about the uh, National Defense Authorization. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he was like somebody tried to uh, take it to the Supreme Court. But she had a good point on this one because he was making fun of Alex Jones. And because uh, Alex was like, oh, the NDA, you know, the, you can just be snatched off the street and whatever. And it kind of looks like that if you don't read it. But whoever brought this before the Supreme Court, they didn't even look at it because I think they said he had no standing because he wasn't the uh, ones it was made for. It was for terrorists, you know, or foreign enemies or whatever it was. And he was yeah. clearly a resident, or whatever the case was. It's like you're you're not harmed by this, dude. So the Supreme Court said, "Screw it." Exactly. He didn't. Yeah. He he he, he could not use that uh, in any case because it did not apply to him. Exactly. Right. Just just like just like a driver walking into a statutory court and trying to use the Constitution it does not apply to drivers. It applies to the people. It applies to government uh, and the people in a certain sense, yeah. Yeah, I was also thinking about that recently, how the dual system isn't taught because it's part of the scheme to keep everything secret, to keep the scheme going. Mm-hmm. Is, um, said, well, the Constitution reads the people have the right. Okay, that's what the Constitution says, but what are you reading? What statute are you reading? Well, it says person. Oh, okay. Well, that tells you a lot right there. Mhm. Yeah, it says individual, trust company, corporation, limited liability partner, person, <laughs> you know. The right of the people to keep and bear arms and all that stuff. Okay, well, what are they charging? Well, they said this person had a, uh, violated. Okay, well, let the person, you know, be, be done. Yep. Oh. Ultimately, though, I think when it's your property, like if if I have a gun, not a firearm, a fire a gun on my person, but it's my property. Anything that I claim or have my name on or possess is mine. Mm-hmm. Now the person has a different different story. The person is uh, they have to follow the uh, codes. Mm-hmm. If they grab somebody an interest in it, you can say it's mine. Yeah, I possess it nine tenths of the law, but 
we got to make sure you're uh, handling it properly. Yeah, that's right. They they they'll say that you are the owner, but you are the beneficial owner, that, and that benefit is granted by the state. That that, that nine tenths of the law of possession, beneficial ownership, and that goes for your car, your house, your gun, anything that is you register that is registered or titled usually by the state. If you ask for a title, they'll call you a beneficial owner, and uh, that's all you are. You're not the legal owner. The state is. Oh, yeah, my uh, little sticker thing <clears throat> has, has faded, but it's still got the numbers on it because they're, they're hard print. So when the top layer of that laminate sticker come off, it's still imprinted like a freaking lottery ticket. Yeah. You scratch it. You scratch it off. That number is gone, but it's still imprinted on the bottom. Mhm. So, uh, I was thinking about the the legal code earlier when you were reading the personal stuff for uh, my area. Mm-hmm. For for everybody in the commercial world, it's it. You have to contact the agency, you know, that regulates that, right? Mhm. But for the personal, it was a separate. Entity, huh? I think that's a sign. I'm going to look into that more. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the system's way of saying, shh, you found it, speak quiet. Yeah. And I didn't just... see any requirements to do it every year or one big lump sum or nothing. It wasn't based on the value of the automobile. It was just, just pay for the service and it's yours. I was looking up... Uh... Motor vehicle titles and registration in Texas, and uh, there's again a duality, two different systems. The one, the one most common system is title, registration, and license are all rolled into kind of one, one form. So, so a licensed driver can ask for a title and get the motor vehicle registered all at the same time, but they have to be a, you already have to have a hold a license. And the other one is, it's called title only. No registration, no license. So I looked at the form, and it just says, uh, you know, who who wants the title, and it just says your name and address, and then it says what what is the property or whatever, and it says uh, make and model and color, make and model and color of your car. It doesn't ask the VIN number, any other, you know, uh, specialized numbers. Just make, model, color, or year. Wow. And that's all it asks for, and then it's only like a half page long, and it says, I promise this is my property, blah, there's no liens on it, and all this stuff. Did you find that out of the titling code, or how did you find yeah. it? Yeah, in the titling code. Wow. I love finding stuff like that. Yeah, title only. Title, don't don't need to register, Don't, but you you can still have a title just in case you need the basic services of the state, such as if your car is lost or stolen or whatever, we're here to protect you the best we can, and uh, it shows that you have rightful possession of this this property. And you're granted an interest to go recover it for you, which is beautiful, too. You're like, call up 911 or whatever. <clears throat> My property was stolen. Hey, what's your name? Okay, well, is this a description on record right here is what's missing? Yep. All right, we'll go find it. Yeah, it's they're granted a minimal interest. Uh, like you said, to 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 help me find it if it's lost or or whatever. 
but not they're not granted the interest of administration, so they can't tell me that I have to go through emissions or keep all my light bulbs working or or anything like that. It's just the 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 basic interest of uh, protection protection of my property. And it's a good system too. Like if they go out and look for it and find who did it, you know, you're 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 uh, yeah, most likely they're going to recover someone who's already got a record, you know. So as far as service fees, I mean, you can make a donation, yeah, but. Uh, you're doing the society. Uh, they might be looking for someone whoever stole your property. That's right. We're taking a, a bad guy off the street if they find him. You, know? you felt the community, no doubt, because you gave notice. Yep. I love it. Yeah, that was interesting, because then that goes directly with those uh, souvenir plates in Texas, where clearly at the top it says, not for registration or motor vehicle use. So, so that means that I could put those plates on the back of my title-only car because I'm not claiming to have it registered for a specific activity, such as driving. Yeah. If you, if you wouldn't be hiding, maybe you'd need some solitude. But uh, we could go look into that more. <laughs> it's coming together, buddy. I've got I've got two women to deal with. You got one, so <laughs> so help me out. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm fighting those uh, demons in my mind, right? That, that's the, that's what we should all be fighting. I'm not I'm not I'm not fighting the old lady. She's uh she's perfect. Aw. But the more I battle those demons and I kick their butt, it really feels good. Yeah, is it the demons that this got to make sense for you no matter what car or anyone tells you? It's got, you got to prove it for yourself. That's got to make sense to you. That's right. And uh, when you start looking, uh, seek and ye shall find is 100% true. Yeah. Especially when you know what to look for. Which that was your deal, the dual system. Mm-hmm. And once you once you knew what was going on, then you knew that things just popped up once you you know, once you recognized that there was a parallel. Yeah, you could definitely see it a lot better. I mean well, actually you could see it clearly. Uh, Kirk Allenback was a big help for me to, to send it to your way too about <clears throat> that, you know. Little things, but <clears throat> the one thing you got me—if there's a record of you being a driver or a person, then there's got to be a record of you being just uh, a man. Yep, and uh, it, it's there. Yep. Then, and that—that that also goes back to what Carl really stressed a lot. Like, what what is said is just as important as what is not said, right? You remember here, Carl really stressed that. And so what what you see is just as equally as important as what you don't see. So yeah. when you read, when you read through a statute or something, I, I you and I were looking for everything that wasn't said or that we didn't see because if it's not there, then that means it applies over in the other world, the, the man world. But but if it is there, if you do see it, then it applies for the statutory world, blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, yeah, well, if Sonya went to if Sonya went to sleep, I hate to be rude or seem rude, but I'm gonna hop off here. I share your time contributing to the uh, the talk there. It's most informative. Yeah, I'm gonna jump off too. I got a couple shows to watch and attend to some other stuff. So it's a good combo, buddy. I'll get at you later this week. All righty. Everybody else listening, have a uh, good good night. Yeah, good night, folks. Good night, all.
Testing, one, two, three, four. Word of the day, inducement, noun, motive, anything that leads the mind to will or to act, any argument, reason or fact that tends to persuade or influence the mind. The love of ease is an inducement to idleness. The love of money is an inducement to industry in good men and to perpetration of crime in the bad. Thank you for the word of the day.
And now the second word of the day. Death warrant. A warrant, usually attached to a bond or other debt security, giving the holder the right to purchase more bonds or debt securities from the same issuer at a stated price. The debt warrant is a sweetener designed to encourage potential investors to buy the bond to which the warrant is attached. Third word of the day, kidnapping, comma, false imprisonment, comma, luring or enticing a child, comma, custody offenses, offenses, interference with custody, whoever without lawful authority knowingly or recklessly takes or entices or aids Bades, hires, or otherwise procures another to take or entice any minor or any incompetent person from the custody of the minor's or incompetent person's parent, his or her guardian, a public agency 
having the lawful charge of the minor or incompetent person or any other lawful custodian or some other people are coming on commits the offense of interference are we on the third word? yeah Okay. okay you take over no I was going to call in and ask for the third word I'm just As reading I was calling it. In, I think you guys started on it. I could hear the audio while I was calling in. Carry on. Hmm. There was dead air, so I was reading some uh, definitions that I found on Skype. So to finish with interference of custody, um, here, a minor or incompetent person of any other lawful custodian, custodian commits the offense of interference with custody and commits a felony of the third degree. Punishable when it tells you how it's punishable. Did we lose the Quilla? Quilla usually stays on for the duration of a of a call. Everyone is busy tonight. Not even. Colin Derrick called in. He's probably sleeping. Well, did Sonia get booted off somehow? or I don't know. Can't see the chat. She's probably wore out. I think she calls it Bush. <laughs> is, that, is that a Canadian term? Bushed? Yeah, I guess it's uh, it refers to when you're in the bush and you got to go to bed. I guess I don't know. You see the chat board? Yeah, I see a chat board. Who's on the call? Who's showing? Well, you and I, and South Central Ontario is on the phone, and then there's um, eight people on chat. Do you see Sonia Patterson's name up there? No. 
Oh. She's MIA. I think she normally calls in under her uh, name, but uh, I don't know if that's South Ontario could be her, but that would be unusual. Hey, I'm South Central Ontario. Mike? Yep, how's it going? Pretty good. How long have you been on? Uh, I've been on, I think, since 9 o'clock Eastern, but I was doing all kinds of stuff. I understand. Yeah, I was What's on the phone. On? I was on the phone for probably about an hour. So, what's going on in your world? Uh, not a whole lot, really. Yeah, just living every day. Yeah, still breathing. We we were uh, coming to a conspiracy conclusion the other night that you, Vital, and Carl have a secret call. Amongst each other. No. Like, I haven't heard of Carl, Gus. No one's doing their calls anymore. But he was like, yeah, they're doing a secret private call. No, I don't. I haven't talked to Carl in I don't know how long. I was watching a uh, Dozak YouTube video, and according to uh, the report, the newspaper of Vital. And his forty-five minute, you know, uh, jail jail sentence. Yeah. For contempt of court, uh, Doziak presumes that Carl was the the man taking notes in the in the back. Well, that Jeffrey guy, he, I don't know, he's a lot less annoying than he used to be. I'll give him that, but he's got this ridiculous habit of making all these like. I, they're not even stupid presumptions. Some of them are just so wild, it's absolutely ridiculous. But he comes up with all these presumptions. He starts telling you what you think and all this other crap. I don't know. I think the guy should actually ask a few more questions before he opens his mouth sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The the, the paper, the report, the, the whatever article he was reading, kind of made up that little conspiracy because why would he even say there was a man with a beard in the back taking notes? Why would the paper even report that? Yeah, it doesn't make sense that the paper would report it, but for him just to make that huge leap to say it was Carl? Yeah. I doubt Carl has time to go to VTAL and he's probably in Chicago or whenever it happened, he wasn't even there. Yeah, and it's it's also kind of funny. It's not that important, but the newspaper article said that something like a man with a scruffy beard and sandals scribbled notes furiously or something. And then it said those notes were later entered into the file, which they weren't. <laughs> Guy's just writing his own personal notes, listening to the case, or scratching stuff down. His His handwritten notes never went into the file. Oh, see, they said sandals and a beard, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's returned. <laughs> Jesus is a carpenter. God bless him. I love a man that works. I'm telling you. <laughs> you, can, you can presume a lot of things with that one. Uh, who was it? I just say it was Jesus. <laughs> Got Jesus on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Only did 45 minutes this time. Praise, praise his name. <laughs>
what's the end game for Vitale on this, just to show how ridiculous the uh, system is? I think it's just another opportunity to get some experience. I don't know. It's not like uh, it's not like his whole life is at stake with this. So I don't know. It's, I think he's just kind of standing up for a point. I don't know. It's it's probably a bit of a pain for him, but it's pretty funny for me to hear and watch all this stuff happen. Yeah, watch Vital go extreme, try to test all these theories out. He must have the resources. I don't even um I don't even give him shit about opening his mouth in court anymore. I just let him go. He kinda I don't know, he usually does pretty good, but he makes a few big mistakes, but it's funny how he gets them going. He backs them into corners, like he's he's just not scared to just open up and spew all kinds of stuff at court. You know, what's, his, what's the contempt charge? You want him to pay uh, pay somebody, but that that somebody won't appear? Uh, I don't even remember. I don't if if I remember correctly, that case it only or that uh, that hearing only lasted a few minutes. They were like, it was something about. Um, they're like, oh, I hear you refused to give your information to the probation officer. And he said the probation officer already has the information. And then they flipped out and held him. I can't remember. They just, they, the whole thing was over real fast. And it was about something ridiculous. And then at the end, it just went away. They're like, oh, yeah, no more contempt. No explanation. There was nothing on paper. It didn't really exist. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think they're just panicking and they needed to get him out of there until they could think of what to do. Ordered him to volunteer his info? <laughs> Probably. This is like you, you get the wrong uh, wrong entity here or something? You don't know who you have before you? Yeah, I, I always wondered. Uh, I know people shouldn't talk in court and it's probably not a good idea to be a smartass, but uh, when they say, oh, can you state your name for the record? Why don't people just ask? Wait, you don't know who you have in your court? You don't know who you're looking for? <laughs> well, that's why they put so many in there, too. You got to you know, you identify yourself, make sure we get the right one. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny, though, too, because they don't really care what your name is. If you volunteer to go, you go. Like, realistically, if you go into court and you say, oh, from now on, I I wish to be dressed as a man. And then the judge calls you a man for the rest of the hearing. And then all through the trial, the judge calls you a man. You're still going to jail. Who cares what your name is? Your name could be Fred Flintstone. If you play their game, you run their trial, you get convicted, you're gone. They don't care. They'll call you a ham sandwich. not really the name that's important it's the uh position you're playing what your role is what you're supposed to be doing there that's all they care about you're the defendant good enough I mentioned this question earlier about the process you have any insight on this question uh, if i can phrase it properly 
usually you got a prosecutor on one side and your defendant on the other. How can the prosecutor or whomever enter a plea for you, but they always go to not guilty as to protect you, but yet they're your adversary at the same time? No, it's. Uh, I believe it's the judge that enters the plea on your behalf. Hmm. Which still doesn't make sense to me anyway. Who's the referee? What the referee is going to do this for me? Thanks. Take all liability for it too. Great. Yeah, they want to take liability for that, but then on the other hand, <clears throat> they they played neutral or adversarial. Yeah, well, there's another point, too. There's supposed to be an impartial referee, but uh, I don't hear the prosecutor asking the judge questions and the judge asking the defendant. I usually hear the judge asking the questions. So how is he representing the plaintiff from the bench? How, how did he become the plaintiff's lawyer all of a sudden? Where, how is he asking all the questions? The referee. The referee's going to decide how the game's going to be played today. Who's going to be scoring the goals? Wow, you're not going to believe this, but I just saw this. What's the world coming to? Someone on a motorcycle went by me looking at their iPhone. <laughs> went by slowly. It was a quiet motorcycle, but I've never seen that. GPS, maybe? Who knows? Uh huh. Now they're all over the road. <laughs> yeah, I was just checking in. I didn't want to. Uh, I was concerned about Sonya. She, uh, I think she logged off or got booted off or went to bed. Yep. She got voted off. Yeah, voted, booted. Yeah. <laughs> The people have spoken. I was going uh, to ask you, it was mentioned earlier, um, is there a, have, have you, do you watch the news much? you see what's going on with Turkey? No, I have no idea. I didn't know there was anything going on in Turkey. Apparently there's a military coup, a mili- Turkish military bombed their capital. Huh. And I was wondering if that was one of those nations where it's so corrupt that they're allowing the uh, terrorists in. And saying it's humane, you know, come on in, we'll take Sharia law, and the military's like, oh, hell no, we won't. Hmm. You know, the immigrants or the, what what, what do they call them? They, t- they changed the name of terrorists and invaders to uh, migrant workers, you know, something something humble. Ref- something. Refugees? Refugee, yeah, they're just refugees. I'll have to get home and listen to to the trusted news media. So what the the government saying that they'll accept Turkish they'll accept refugees from somewhere and the government saying or in the military saying no? I can only presume I, I have limited information. I just heard Turkey bombed its capital, so I don't know if it's uh, someone said it was a coup going on. And I'm thinking that's what's been going on in these countries is they're saying, no, they're just refugees or political prisoners or whatever the case may be, when it's really an inside deal to uh, overthrow everything 
you allow all the refugees in, and then within a couple years, if that, they're uh, they're taking over your whole uh, culture. Sure. So I don't, I don't know if Tur- Turkey is one of those where the the government was passive or allowing this corruption to happen, like other like France and uh, Germany. They're just sending out a bunch of anchor babies. Yeah, no, now now France is seeing the uh, the uh, how how harmless these innocent refugees are. That's terrible when you allow someone in your home, and then they blow you up or run over you with a tractor trailer. You know, like a I mean, since you don't watch the news, I'll tell you, almost like a hundred people were plowed and shot by a tractor trailer driver. In France, Where? like two yeah, days how, ago. How do you know what really happened? What's that? How do you know what really happened? Mainstream uh-huh. media? Is that where yeah, you got the information from? Fox News? It was on the Google, the internet. It's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> the world, the world wide, wide web. Yeah, that happened in uh, supposedly happened in Nice, France, and uh, my wife will be there in in less than two weeks, and she's going to go investigate to see uh, if it's a false flag or what it is. <laughs> she's going to be investigating. <laughs> yeah, I told her if there's a if there's a crowd of people, stand away from the people, and if you start seeing re- trouble, run, abort the mission. <laughs> Yeah, if you start seeing a bunch of cameramen sitting up in a circle, get away from the circle. <laughs> Check the corner coroner's office. You know the funeral directors. There's got to be a track record or a paperwork trail. But the, this this so-called terrorist attack in Nice, it's so BS. It's it's beyond like it's kind of silly. I don't know. I mean, a lot of these things sound extreme, but uh, terrorists are extreme. In today's world, too, uh, a lot of things you hear is well, that just didn't happen 20 years ago because we probably didn't hear it. But I think there's too much evidence to be a uh, staged event, you know. Some, uh, yeah, like Dallas, you know, some people say that was a fake or whatever. But I think that uh, someone would have come for. I mean, you tell me they don't have the news in Dallas, and one of those guys would call in a radio show and say, "No, nah, it's just not true." See the way I, I, I see it. Yeah, the the way I see it is like Arabs have a god, Jews have another, uh, Catholics have have a god, and they all fight to maintain and worship this one real god, right? Like everybody has their own whatever, and and then they fight by fight. So I think the nice thing is like some Catholics or Christians or whatever killed seventy three innocent Catholics, and they blame. ISIS, which are Arabs. Then the Catholic people or the Christian people, they'll go and kill millions of ISIS people or Arabs because of this false flag. And then the, you know, if the Catholic people, the Christian people, whatever, would know that it was a false flag, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't allow the governments to go attack, you know, Syrians or whatever, whatever they're going to attack next, right? So you're thinking it could be like what the FBI has been accused of here is doing these uh, dry runs or these drills, and it turns out to be a real event. Well, this uh, Hollander or whatever, the president of France, 
that within hours he was planning on bombing uh, Sir, uh, Syrians because of this uh, 73 people dying in Nice, like within hours. Oh, so he just knew. Well, yeah, and and the funny thing is, my brother-in-law, like my wife's from France, my brother-in-law is in the French army. He's been in it for almost 30 years, and uh, he gets deployed. Like we we get an email from him saying, "Oh, he's getting deployed to 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 Lebanon." That was about three four months ago, and then a month later, we hear, "Oh, there was something happening in Lebanon," and and what it is is what we hear in in the news is old information from what actually happening and and it's all I think it's all made up. Well, they do like, like it's to all, show it's videos. They look like to show videos from uh something that happened 5 years ago or something that's totally not related but it, if it lo- if it was this this is what it looked like, you know. Part of the mind control right. or, or indoctrination to show you a video of something that's not related to the story, but if 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 they if they actually had video of it, that's what it would look like. Yeah, and 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 uh, you see, I don't know, like I hunt, I kill moose and elk and whatever, and and blood doesn't stay red very long after something's dead. And in oh, you're thinking about the San Bernardino. No, no, I'm even talking with Nice and whatever. Like you see these ketchup markings on the pavement. And you're thinking like, I don't know. I kill three, four animals per year, and blood doesn't look like that. Well, we'll, we'll let your wife come back with a full report because somebody might have been holding <laughs> like a Heinz ketchup bottle, you know. <laughs> it's a coincidence. Yeah, maybe. But we don't know. We maybe weren't there. But... Maybe Al Qaeda was not created by the CIA, and Al Qaeda was... didn't create. ISIS. Maybe, maybe they're all real Arabs and whatever. Yeah, well, it was it was a truckload of freaking uh, ketchup, tomato paste, you know. <laughs> and it just happened to be, you know, coincidence. And then within within minutes, all these dead bodies, they have a blanket on them. Like, I saw do a, people? Damn. Yeah, but do people walk around waiting for a crisis to happen, and when a hundred people die, they have a hundred blankets to put on people? Oh, you had to check the Ritz Carlton next door or whatever, you know. Hey, uh, you missing some some blankets? And and it's all these NASA looking like you know their gold silver blankets, or, or, you know like you know the the you know if you're in the Arctic and you want to stay warm and those little survival blankets, that's all the dead bodies have on them. Why why do dead people need blankets anyway? I have no clue. And then there's some pictures where you'll see a blanket and it looks like a a lump underneath the blanket, and then they put a little baby doll. Beside, and then they they take a picture of that. Like if that picture well, isn't staged, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You know, you know, you know, uh, they did better faking the moon landing with old crap than they do today with better technology. Yeah. And this whole I Mars mean, rover thing there. Yeah, I'm you, sure you can look at in Arizona. You can look at, you can look at the moon landing evidence and and find a few discrepancies. On older equipment now, with but with today's CGI and all this, they still can't get it right. Yep. No, what I believe is what I see in my own eyes, first-hand knowledge or first-hand witness or whatever. 
Yeah, you've got to investigate it for yourself. That's a smart idea, too, because you'll be easily uh, man- manipulated. Someone runs to you, hey, I'm I'm from your local police department, and uh, we're going to stand guard at your door 24-7. Why? Well, there's a Al-Qaeda behind a tree somewhere. We got it on Fox News, you know. See, it just won't make any sense, but that's what the people people are led to believe. You know, Al-Qaeda is everywhere, or whatever the name is. It started out with oh, Taliban, uh, changed to another name, Al-Qaeda, then it's ISIS, ISIL, insurgent. I, I'm freaking lost. I can't even, I don't even know who the enemy is. See, my, my brother, he works in the uh, oil field, so he's a is a high manager and for uh, Baker Utes. Houston and Houston, he works all over the world, and you know this. Uh, they have OPEC oil, which is like legal oil, and then they have other countries where they have uh, embargoes on that they're not allowed to sell oil, like in Syria, Syrian or whatever. But for for years now, since this embargo, the uh, Egyptians have been buying black market oil from from Syria, and then Israeli is buying oil from from uh, the Egyptians and then the Israelis are selling it back on the market as as uh as good oil. And everybody knows this and everybody's well not everybody but everybody in the in the system knows it. And but the public they say oh yeah we're controlling and we're but it's all manipulated, right? It's uh, like nothing on TV is real. It's it's all it's it's so silly, it's crazy. Oh, yes, yeah, an age-old trick of these companies. But uh, they'll take it from you, maybe refine it a little bit or add a add a certain chemical to it, call it theirs, and sell it back to you. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then when they sell the oil, then they're they're able to fund for the guns, you know, ISIS and Al Qaeda or whatever the whatever they're called. They they're able to fund for their weapons. And then they buy weapons from Russia or the states or whatever, and those same weapons are used against the Russian or the United States Army or right. So it's no, like that, a big that, circle. So so money is going around. Everybody's fighting everybody, but somebody's making money out of this. That thing you mentioned earlier about changing stuff up—that's an age-old trick. I've heard about. I've never witnessed it now, but I've heard about like an old warship. She would, uh, or you could. Put up somebody else's flag or paint your ship with a certain name or just change. Yeah, and they do that with missiles. You've seen those airplanes where people put their own personal uh, insignia on it, you know? Yeah, just freaking create a bomb and put, like, ISIS on it and blame ISIS when, when it came from Israel or whomever. Well, how many people, how many Americans died in the uh, Vietnam War? Is it something like 50,000 or something like that? That's the report, yeah. Okay, and then they killed how many Vietnamese? Like a million or, or so? I don't know. I didn't get that I didn't get that uh, report there. But let's say they killed more than 50,000 Vietnamese. But anyhow, do you know why Vietnam started? Because of the uh, marijuana? <laughs> no, it's because the Tonga, uh, Tonga, whatever they call it, the Gulf of Tonga, the... Uh, Supposedly the Vietnamese torpedoed a U.S. ship in the Gulf of Tonga and then started the Vietnam War. Uh-huh. They they call that the Tonga. 
Well, it was just released by the uh, FBI or CIA, whatever, five, six years ago, that this Tonga, you know, supposedly the torpedo that was from Vietnam, it was actually the Americans torpedoing, torpedoing their own boats to be able to start the war with Vietnam. So, Tonga, yeah. So the whole Vietnam, Vietnam War was based on a false flag that the United States did on, on themselves. And they were, you know, they bombed themselves, they blamed Vietnam, then they go and bomb Laos and Vietnam, and then years later they admit, oh yeah, we did that. You know, it's right. amazing. It, 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 it doesn't make sense. It's amazing to have 40-year-old Vietnam vets, but you'll still see them out there panhandling. But uh, I, I've asked several veterans about Vietnam and stuff, about what was it about. And most of them say, I have no idea to this day. Or they'll say it was about the uh, the mar- marijuana. Yeah, but there was a lot of drugs coming in, right? From the from Vietnam. Is it, uh, is it uh, opiums or whatever? Or opiates? or? Uh, I don't know. There's one number, though, that still troubles me. Every time you hear about the Jews in the uh, Holocaust, it's always 6 million Jews. But does the statistics say six million Jews or just six million total people? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and what, and if, there, yeah. what if there were like it's, two Jews in the whole group? You know, <laughs> six million people died, and there's two Jews. Oh yeah, six million Jews. Well, what if it's five point nine million or six point one million? Uh, how, how can one dictator kill six million? It doesn't make any sense to anyone. Well, didn't Russia kill like twenty million in the uh, oh, the war before there, the Bolshevik War or whatever it's called? Allegedly, uh, I, uh, I don't know. Stalin, Stalin. Didn't he kill like twenty million Russians? You think after the first million they would have been like, "Wait a minute, something's not right." And then Mao or. Uh, the Chinese leader, is it Mao Zedong, or... These are, these, killed... are the re, uh, these are the reports? Yeah, they killed like 60 million Chinese during the uh, Communist War or whatever, before World War One and all that. There. All those people, there weren't even... They pro- the population probably wasn't even 5 million, and they killed 20 million, really? I have to go back and do some research. I don't know. It's one of those statistic reports you do to get a write-off. You know, you got like five, five hamburgers at a at a fast food restaurant, and you throw them out, and you say you you you, you lost a thousand, just to get, you know, more money. I don't know, but I I went to I visited a concentration camp, one in the, uh, La Reine, France. It's in the there was two concentration camps in France in World War Two. Were you focused? Like in. The, and that and that's where I where I went to one, and supposedly fifty thousand inmates or whatever died there. Were you and, focused uh, and concentrating? <laughs> well, no, okay. but it's 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 kind of weird. Uh, the uh, the way the concentration camp is set up is probably smaller than my yard, and uh, and. Uh, the war was over longer, you know, quicker than it would have taken to kill all those many people. Well, they would—they would have had to have been killing like 
hundreds and hundreds of people per day in this small just, area because you, you can't just, fit 50,000 people, you know, in, in, in that area. So I, I it, it boggles the mind how it you must have been crazy. Of them, you gotta, I mean, yeah, just something's not uh, making sense, is it? I have, yeah, I have no clue, but I guess that's war. I don't know. Tw- 20 million people, where are the bodies, where are the mounds? They, oh, they burn no more. Where the, where's that? You know, it, something's just not right. See, and then uh, after we visited that concentration camp, we have uh, friends, uh, a friend, uh, and uh, a hu- like a husband, wife, and a kid, whatever. But the the, the husband, the, the, fr- the friend of ours, he his dad, they're Jewish or whatever, and his dad was in World War II. And the concentration camp that we visited was one of the concentration camps that he escaped from. And I guess his dad, the, the guy we visited, like he's dead now, but he had he had escaped from five concentration camps. So every time he would escape, and then when the Jews would, uh, the the Germans would find him, they would put him in a, a more secure concentration camp, I guess. So it's just guess, killing him. No, the no, the the he he survived like the war war the war war two. He died later, but he he had he survived five different concentration camps. Does that sound? Yes. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I I was hearing firsthand story from the son. So. Well, you can only take him at his word. You don't want to say you're a lie. You know, I challenge your opinion. Don't want to do that. <laughs> well, no. But in the film, you, you never hear of people escaping from the from the camps. You just nod your head and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I agree." Oh. Uh, if, if you survive five, you know, I'll call you Houdini. I think our history is manipulated. Well, I don't know. I guess it was. Uh, History is written by the, uh, the people Jews. who win, I guess. Well, no, it's from... I guess if Hitler would have won, then the history would have been different, right? Yeah, I got I got bad jokes. I was going to say, you, you escape from a concentration camp when someone throws a penny out the window. No, that one's over my head. You do everything? Uh, that's a bad joke. But still, this whole ISIS and Al Qaeda, it 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 can't be real. Like Bin Laden died like nine times. It's like a, watching a soap opera where the actors come back after they die. Oh, you you threw that in there. What about the crisis actors? <laughs> well, yeah. I wonder how much they get paid to act dead. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing a lot of uh, watching. I always knew something just wasn't right with everything you've been told growing up. So I've been doing a lot of uh, listening. And uh, well, let me let me just say I've been looking outside and looking at the moon and the sun a lot, and I've taken videos of things. But I've been watching these uh, what they call flat Earth videos. Yeah. And. And they have more evidence to prove that the Earth is flat than than the NASA people 
do. But when you talk about crisis actors, they were showing the uh, 1986, I think it is, the Challenger shuttle disaster. And a lot of those people are still using their same name or close names. And it shows their uh, where, they're, where they're at. They're still alive. The people that were supposed to be on the Challenger. The one that exploded? Yeah. That's cool. And one guy was from, I think, from NASA or did a lot of the graphics or whatever, and he, he showed it was all a, all just a big uh, hoax. Say we well, was the moon. There supposedly a 19 uh, uh, hijackers that bombed 9-11 or, you know, the, for the four, the four planes? And isn't something like 10 of them are still alive out of the 19 suicide bombers? I don't know. I can't. I can't verify, but it's it's, it's interesting how the, the towers basically disappeared, and all they could find was a, a passport. Okay. Yeah, from Al Qaeda. Yeah, yeah. We we found the evidence right here, and all this rubble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, undestructible passport. Yeah. <laughs> it just well, floated this, down. In, in this summer, when the Paris attack a few months ago. They found a they found a passport or, or a driver's license from the from the killer that had been dropped to the ground. Oh, using asbestos and then things. I believe in Santa Claus. What about the one in Orlando? You don't hear crap about that now. Well what happened in Orlando? At the nightclub, the gay club? Oh yeah, there was the guy holding the door on the outside, and then uh, and people were trying to leave, right? How and the guy went away. Was this? The story just went away. It was followed by another Orlando tragedy, where like a two-year-old boy was snatched away by an alligator at Disney World or some park or something. But you don't hear a thing about the 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 uh, attack there anymore. I wonder why. Huh? He came, he saw. That's it. Uh, you were you were quoting uh, Clinton. We came, we saw, we killed. With uh, yeah, what, Gaddafi. What, what, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard him say that. No, no, the woman Clinton there, whatever her name is there. Hillary. Yeah, Hillary. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, when when Hil- she went and killed Gaddafi there a few years back. We came, Hitler-y? we saw, we killed. I thought it had a T in there. Hitlery. <laughs> no, it's two L's. It's a dog and pony show. Remember that movie, uh, Wag the Dog? Willie Nelson was in it, where uh, they would change things and put them on TV. They had the news report them to convince yeah, you uh, everything was good. Yeah, they were doing the Al Qaeda ISIS thing there, in Nice, in Paris, and Orlando. The wag the dog thing, false flag. I don't know what is a false flag. Okay, false flag. Let's say in the old days, my tribe and your tribe, right? And there was a third tribe. So what I would do, uh, let's say I had a blue flag, and when I go fight you, you had a red flag, and this other tribe had a green flag. Now, what I would do at night, 
I normally have a blue flag, but what I would do is I'd change my flag to a red flag and I'd go kill a few of their women, right? And then they said, oh, shit, there was the red flag uh, tribe, like your tribe, that killed the women, but it was actually me. And then you, those two tribes would fight almost to nothing, and then I'd come in and wipe out the two tribes because the two tribes were, were fought, right? You know, that, that's a false flag. What about more like a uh, staged event? Well, that's yeah, uh, yeah. False, like, false, false, you you do something, you blame somebody else, and then those two parties fight. It's a, it's conquer and divide, or divide and conquer, or whatever it's called. But in this case, they don't have enough proof that anybody did a false flag. It's more like something happened allegedly. Could have been a staged event, and we're going to just assume. We're, I mean, I wonder who they're getting their intel from, like MI6 or the the Pope or who who. You know, I wonder if they call the Vat- hey, Vatican says the uh, Islamic terrorists do. Well, no, like, like say, let's say the CIA does the thing, then within within minutes the CIA say it's ISIS or whoever does it, right? They just blame whoever it is. Yeah, the you know the have you ever seen the Conan talk show guy? The clip where he shows the news media gets their. Uh, news or the talking points from a single source? Yeah, I don't watch. I haven't watched TV in like 15 years or more. It's a couple minute YouTube clip where you'll see various news local and the local news reports around the country reporting the exact same script. I mean, verbatim. So the, so the news helps. You know, they go to these sources. They get these sources, but they're not really trustworthy sources. And uh, I don't know what project it was many years ago where the it was uh, known that the Central Intelligence Agency was uh, placing their, their people or co-opting the news media to report things a certain way or don't report this and that. Like when they uh, regulated <clears throat> the wattage of uh, radios, during war times, it's so that the enemy wouldn't hear what was going on. Hmm. I never heard about that one. Yeah, as, uh, that's old stuff. Because uh, what they would do is cut the wattage so that the transmission wouldn't reach a certain uh, certain distance. You know, they would calculate like when they're discovering or reporting radar technology and trans- radio waves, they would uh, re- started regulating radio transmissions. And uh, they would definitely ask that certain things not be reported so that the enemy would know the location or whatever. Huh. So they would tell the public to help them out, these public radio stations to and news reports to, uh, you know, uh, configure their news a certain way to not incite riots or get the masses all up and crazy to keep them calm. And they're still doing it. If they want to incite a riot or a protest one of these big weeks, all they got to do is take a news story from a thousand miles away and put it all over the country. And you'll think, oh my God, it's happening here. I got to go riot. Yeah, I wonder if they're, it's the the economy and all that is manipulated, right? Like you know, lack of jobs, lack of money, lack of this. That's manipulated too, and that 
they they do that to control the people. Eh? Yeah, you can't uh, have a masses uproar. They use religion to control people. They use uh, economics, false flags, fear, mind control. What's that guy who talks always about mind control? There, he's being attacked all the time by microwaves. On the on the calls here. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but I recognize his voice. He- Called in a, uh, another name to one one cause, listening to, but uh, they're all over the talk she called. It's called TIs, targeted individuals. It's very entertaining to listen to. They think someone's astral, yeah. and when you ask for proof yeah. or take pictures of it, they have nothing. Yeah. But he said he's been battling this for like forty years, and I told him one night, if you've been <clears throat> under this uh, radiation for forty years, you're pretty tough skin, dude. You're you're pretty good. They don't, you know, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper if you if you can endure forty years of microwave radiation. Yeah, I don't know how we got to that topic, but oh yeah, Nice, it has to be real. Oh, what about this? Not only do they have crisis actors on TV, but I've heard a few of them on these calls. A crisis. Uh, Crisis callers. <clears throat> I don't know what you'd call them exactly, but they always have the same crises going on. It's usually a woman. It's usually mortgage or child, of course, because that seems to be the, you know, the talks talks you topics sometimes. You know, that's being offered or whatever. But uh, they'll call in with the atrocious stories. <clears throat> then when you try to ask them about that and help them on that one, they go to another. Stipulation. Oh, but but I tried that, and the, the judge said this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But uh, you, you call those uh, trolls, I think, eh? Yeah, paid shields or people that yeah. are actually used to uh, to uh, infiltrate. Yeah, they're paid by the government to disrupt uh, people who want to do different things, whatever. Parolees, probably. They got a yeah, couple of them. Uh, there's a agent provocateur. Like if there's a if you're if you're in a group of people, they'll put in like a cop in there that starts hitting other cops, and so then the cops can go and and arrest all the group, right? Yep, yep, yep. Associ- by association or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a group out of Denver. I don't I don't know who they are, but it seems to be all centered in Denver. They were tied in with uh, Dave Merrill there for a little bit, the tax honesty movement and all that. But they're all localized in Denver, or not Denver, but around Colorado. And uh, it's similar to what goes on in uh, like West Memphis, Arkansas. They'll have a couple of parolees or guys that are agents or whatever, and they'll advertise, you know, get that real deal, cocaine, keep you awake or something like that, you know. And apparently, mm-hmm. if you go. And they'll give you the phone number to call them. And if you uh, go over to them, then you'll get arrested. But, yeah, that's what they do is have these guys, you know, we'll cut you a deal, we'll cut you a break if you just uh, go along with the program. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a entrapment. 
whatever they call it. So they they'll they'll put like a co- a female cop hooker, and then if you go to the hooker, then they they uh, they get you for prostitution or whatever, right? They do the same thing with guns or drugs or or a law or whatever, right? Oh, it, yeah, varies. That's a, that's a good example. I was listening to this one call uh, last month. A woman comes in from Colorado, of course, and she's talking about how basically she was telling she was drinking and driving and all this over and over. She'd been arrested 20 times, and they're out to get her, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, is this a troll? She's been arrested 20 times? Yeah. I don't I don't think the cops are after her. I think she's the problem. <laughs> she's out of control. I don't want her on the road. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the courts are corrupt, right? But she wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. That's wacky. So uh, it leads me to think either we got some severely troubled people that want a silver bullet get out of jail free card or they're actually uh, uh, paid shields, like uh, Alex Jones, uh, I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was practically get, pretty good, Bill Hicks, with his jokes. They get makeovers. Yeah. So that's like the Elvis thing there, where he's still alive. Yeah, on the record he is, he'll never die. And Prince, or the the formerly artist called Prince, they're supposedly he's he's not dead. I don't know. I can't confirm. Yeah, I never met him. I never met him. I don't even know if he was ever alive. Nah, I can't confirm nor deny. I said it to my pal the other night, it kind of confused him, but it was a good question. He goes, how do you know that those cops are dead in Dallas? And I said, well, how do you know that they're alive? Say <laughs> so it'd be the same thing when, when a, and a judge says, how do you plead? You know, do you plead uh, guilty or not guilty, right? Well, I guess a good answer to that would be, I'm innocent. Right. So I've heard that one, yeah. No, so you're not uh you're not pleading guilty or not guilty, you're just innocent, right? That's what I've heard. Sounds uh, sounds pretty good. Well, we discussed that earlier, I think, before you jumped on about the if it's done right, you got fourteen usually fourteen days after you get a citation or accused of something to uh send a notice process server to the uh, principal to see if they get the right party, you know? Who, what's the nature of the person or entity you seek? Mm. And you have them served, and if they don't answer your questions properly, then that's a that's a, that's a paramount record right there that you tried to settle the matter with your brother, and they, they didn't answer. So uh, there's, no, there's no case. They've been dishonorable by not answering your questions. Like, like, it's basically you're saying, come forth with the agreement. Now, Ty, is past your bedtime. Who speak? 
the other side. Aquila? Yes? I was asking for you earlier, and I'm echoing now on somebody's. Yep. Maybe we were just jibba-jabbing. Okay. Your system up at the agency in Langley is not very good. You're echoing. Yeah, I'll try to fix that. Nicole is recording this for later. Yeah. It's a reason for that. Nicole is a F-81. <laughs> I'm just a woman. Period. So... Are you here from call lately? A couple of weeks ago on a text message. Oh. Okay. He was being the typical Carl, not really saying anything. Oh, yeah. I sent a couple of messages, but there you go. So did Frank go to trial yet? Um, I think he go in um, September. Mm-hmm. I received a letter from him, so that's basically what it was saying. Well, I thought it was yeah. supposed to be July. Uh, the attorney uh, gave back the money, and they got a a representative to do it Carl's way, or how Carl would like it done, and uh, it's been extended three months. Wow. Oh, so they moved it from July to September. Yeah. Something like that. Oops. From the what I read that, you know, it's in the letter. Yeah. But can so you I tell wonder... him all he had to do is change his testimony or add to it that he lied? That should resolve the the issue. He, he should be able to get bail now? I don't know. That had to be brought up in the uh, last last hearing. And his uh, representative, his attorney, didn't do it. Huh. Didn't ask for a bail since... Uh, you know, didn't bring up any... Hey, the star witness is... Uh, insane or tried to commit suicide, we should at least you know, seek bail or whatever. Wow. But they're only going by Frank's testimony right now. I think uh, if he would have re- rescinded or changed it up and say, hey, I was, uh, I, was I thought I, I lied just to go along, it, whatever, something like that. I think that would be beneficial. I just hope the matter be resolved soon enough. I'm afraid it do. Because it'll be almost a year? Because then, then he go to jail like in November? 
of last year? <laughs> Down in December, was it? Yeah, no, yeah, November, yeah, Thanksgiving. Wow, this well, how many more months? Roughly five months. It'll be a year. Was it Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was, it was sure. the end of November, right? Anyway, this call is about the end, and uh, I'm really tired. I'm going to sign off again. <laughs> All right, good, good night, John Boy. And I'm out of here myself, so I need to get some rest. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night. What, Grandpa? There you go. <laughs> Good night, all. God bless. Damn call hasn't ended.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.